Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Win the ultimate Blues Origin experience for you and three mates. Visit ignitehq.com.au. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. Welcome to NRL Crunch Time. Yes, this is NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Ignite HQ. Win the ultimate Blues Origin experience. Take two. This is NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Ignite HQ. A couple of gremlins in the system. Win the ultimate Blues Origin experience. Visit ignitehq.com.au. Julian King with you. Welcome, everyone, across the SEN network. 1170 SEN Sydney. 1620 on the Goldie. SENQ in Queensland and on DAB Plus as well. And around the entire globe, listening via the SEN app and, of course, the podcast. Download the SEN app and you can listen to Crunch Time anytime, anywhere. And, of course, join the conversation throughout the course of today's show. That open line, 1-300-01-1170, 1-300-01-1170. And the text line, 0457 736 736. And if you love your social media, Twitter and Instagram, at 1170SEN and at SENQ. All right, let's ring in the team this Sunday afternoon. He's marked out his run. We thought we'd give him a couple of overs before lunch. Steve O'Keefe is here. Hello, Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> I was assaulting the spin last week under, yeah. under the missile as the captain. But I, I, yeah, they're rivaling do each mark, other. Do you mark out a run as a I don't know, no. it's just getting shorter and shorter okay. as I get older and fatter. <laughs> uh, it's about three steps, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the shuffle trundle. Yeah. Who was the wheelie bin? Who do they call that? Was it um, oh, not Ashley Giles? It was somebody they said they had. Yeah, it might have been bin. Giles, I think. The King yeah. of Spain. It really, yeah. I actually start to question when you do run in as a spinner how redundant your run-up actually is. Fast bowls obviously you need to build mm. momentum and bowl fast. But yeah. sometimes I think you could literally just go in on a wheelchair or just stand off one step and bowl the ball. Warney was pretty economical, wasn't he? Just yeah. a little one, well, two, he, three. And... What, what people don't understand about Warney is six, over six foot and quite a burly strong guy. So he yeah. could walk in. But when you try and teach these young kids who are 12 to bowl leg spin, mm-hmm. who weigh, you know, 30 kilos ringing wet, you need that momentum. But mm-hmm. because they watch the King bowl and think you can just walk in, it's a completely different story. Yeah, I so, think about anyway. uh, your great uncle, Gary O'Keefe, mm. with two Fs. Uh, he had that, that man, a skull, and good afternoon, skull, if you're listening to that, sort of that, that a long sort of 45-degree angle run-up. Yeah. a lot of bowlers used to do that. Ah, uh, yeah. That's he he, he bowled junk. Let's, let's <laughs> just... Let's said, what did he say, skull? Because I only learned how to spin the ball after I'd retired. Yeah. You know, you know, funny. Well, look, uh, and hello to you, Socky. Look, Thanks, well, look let me say this. Nathan Adrian, uh, he might have won Olympic golds. But he's never hosted Crunch Time on this year. <laughs> it is quite the blot on his copy book. James Magnuson is here. Hello, Miss <laughs> Good morning, Jules. Uh, that was yeah, the ultimate professional. How smooth is the intro there? Having yeah. technical difficulties in studio and Jules just yeah. subtle yes. tones. Caraman he's, rolls on, mate. He's the yeah. captain now. He's yeah. the captain. I'm the captain now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's, it might get a bit awkward here from about, in the last hour of the program from 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. Because Missiles Bulldogs take on my Dragons, Brooksy's Dragons as well. They're yeah. back to Belmore. Fun fact, the Dragons played a, a year out of Belmore when Cogger has been redeveloped. The year was 1988. I just got this nasty feeling about this game, mm. you know, James. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a bulldog siege mentality, playing at home. It just, it worries me. It really worries me. Yeah, okay. Look, I'm not feeling as confident <laughs> as that. <laughs> um, I would have loved to be out at Belmore today. It's a nice day to sit up on the hill at mm. Belmore. Oh, it's a great day for rugby league. 
Yeah, Great day for rugby league. 20, 20, yeah, 22 points to six, by the way. New South yeah. Wales Cup. The Dragons all over the dogs. <laughs> about eight and a half minutes. Yeah, so it's going to give it a bit awkward in the studio from about two o'clock. Kind of like, you know, when you're at a party and then your ex-missus brings a new boyfriend. Yeah. And you act like you're cool with it. <laughs> yeah. And you want to show everyone out you're having the best time of your life, but you're dying inside. Yeah. Yes. What about when your current missus brings her boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's... Something you want to divulge into here, mate? <laughs> well, Not talking that's... about Cody Simpson here, are yeah. we? That's, that's cute oh, for you to step in, Brooksy. <laughs> brings, brings the current boyfriend. Well, that, I mean, that's look, that's common, common. That is common look, practice in some countries. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty... <laughs> what countries? <laughs> well, th- see, this is... <laughs> Right, so we're talking about... Um, New Zealand. Yeah. So polygamy, right? Tasmania. So you know how people are talking about new Olympic sports and what can be a new Olympic sport, and there's a lot of focus on esports. Mm. But imagine if they brought wife carrying into the Olympic Games. Mm. And then it occurred to me, if you lived in a country where polygamy was normalised or acceptable, mm. who would you choose? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, okay. Yeah, that, right. I think that's what we call a Which selection, selection, selection headache. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Or you choose the littlest one. Right. Because you can run the fastest. The lightweight one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the lightweight. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've thought deeply about this. Yeah, but yeah. Love triangles. It's been the uh, theme of the month in swimming at the moment. Yeah, what have Love you got triangles. for us there? Can you shed some light on us? You know, without turning this into Married at First Sight or, you know, a gossip channel. But I do want to yeah. know, is there is, is are the rumours we're hearing true? Is it, you know, is Kyle Chalmers deliberately well, trying to push Simpson out of the way with his yeah, uh, efforts of, of doing a straight that he's never done before just because he's good at it and says, nah, stuff you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Look, swimming, it's, it's, it's one of those sports, right? It's pretty cutthroat sport. It's top two or, or nothing, really. And that's the kind of killer mentality that's got Kyle where he is. And uh, <laughs> he's decided that he didn't want Cody Simpson having all the spotlights. So. <laughs> I like it. It's, yeah. I think it's good for the sport as well. Like, we're talking about it, which is, which is great. But he's played it down, though, hasn't he? The whole... Yeah, he's played, thing, he's played you know. it down. I oh, look... He wasn't in a full-blown relationship with Emma McKeon, so... So Emma McKeon could have brought her boyfriend to the party, is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. It's less about, uh, it's less about the, the love triangle and more for, uh, more for Kyle about the, the spotlight that Cody Simpson's been getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he's still on the team, so how did he make it on the team? They, have, they, they can take three for the Commonwealth Games. So the World Champs are first. That's top two. Right. And there's, there's uh, nothing that can be done about that. But for the Commonwealth Games, they can take a bigger team and it's left up to the dis- discretion of the head coaches to bring in on some extra members. Yeah, so, so they may not even swim. Uh, he'll, if they take him, he'll swim. And, okay. and this is the thing about Cody Simpson. He's, he's improving at a rate of knots um, at the moment. So I reckon... If he does swim, he could be a medal chance. So it, he had 10 years off and then he's what come back and after, what, 18 months of swimming, he's yeah. nearly qualified for the Australian. It's pretty yeah, remarkable. It's pretty impressive. See, it's a good story. It, yeah. It's a really good story. If you're yeah. swimming sub-52 and 100 fly, I mean, that, yeah. that, that is remarkable. It's can, legit. Can I ask you this question, though? There was an article in the Nine Papers last week by Phil Lutton. I think it was Phil Lutton. Yeah. And he said, Kyle's, Kyle's shoulders are a shot. Yeah, and he finds it difficult sometimes to to you know, lift his hands above his head. For yeah, and but now he's going to focus on the fly. Now I would have thought the fly was just as hard on the shoulders as, oh, as the freestyle. It's harder on the shoulders. Um, Can you explain that to us? I, I think there's a bit of mayo on the being able to lift his arms above his head. Yeah. He's only 20, 24 <laughs> years of age. Yeah, putting on his seatbelt. Yeah, yeah, it's not exactly the Jared Croker. Poor guy who reached for the remote control and his shoulders popped, popped out. out yeah. I think there's a bit of mail on that. 
Mm. Okay. 0457 736 736, the text line number and the open line number, 1300 We'll get to your calls in a moment. Let's just whip through uh, Indigenous round, round 12 of the NRL so far, boys. Uh, we've got the Storm 28, too good for the Eagles' aid. That was a game I don't think that scaled any great heights. Nope. Uh, the Panthers-Cowboys, uh, game of the round, 22-0 to Penrith, although you know, the scoreline probably doesn't suggest how gallant the Cowboys were. Broncos 35, a monster second-half comeback over the Titans 24. Knights 24, too good for the Warriors 16. The Bunnies, Sockies Bunnies, mm. Paddy's Bunnies, 44 over the Tigers 18. And the Roosters looked good last night, 36-16 over the Sharks. Let's go around the desk. Uh, standout performances from round 12. We'll start with you, Steve. Uh, look, I think there were some really notable performances. The one that I, I was most impressed with, given the week that they had, was the Broncos. I think given that they were mm. behind the eight ball, you had all the pain Haas controversy where they've been over the last 12 months. I thought this was a real opportunity for them to get derailed and maybe go back into the pits of where they've been. Uh, but to show a lot of fight without Reynolds... Um, you know, Haas getting booed in the first hit-up of the game, I just thought it was quite extraordinary that they were able to turn that around at halftime and win. So I think that, that for me, that was the, the standout performance was the Boncos. For mine, the Roosters, I think they've, they've uh, in the process of turning their season around. The Sharks have been a bit of a benchmark side for the first sort of 10 rounds of the competition. So I think the Roosters have shown that they're on the up and I think from here they can push towards a top four finish and be be real contenders come finals football. Some really sexy tries by the Roosters. Oh, yeah. I'm really yeah. impressed. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you though, Socky. I liked what the Brisbane did. They were mm. gone for all money and I really felt for the Titans. Yeah. I, I, I kind of wanted them to get up, but yeah. that second half, 31 points to nil. You mentioned there the Payne Haas story, which had the potential to derail them and he said afterwards that he, you know, he was uncomfortable by the fact that he got booed. Second week without Reynolds, but last year, Brisbane aren't getting within a bull's reward of winning a game of football like that. No, no. 24-4 down. So they're down by 20 points, you know, and generally that's that, that would be game over in most games. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Indigenous round. Uh, some of these jerseys are really impressive. Speaking of Brisbane, how good was that jersey? Sort of like a yeah. rainbow yeah. kind of colours. They're really, really well, nice. And the players have a lot of input into what goes on into that jersey design too. Yeah, Cody Walker um, explained the jersey about the rivers, which talked about connecting family to a tree in the centre and – you know, there is talk also about these jerseys being a, sh- a jersey they could wear as an away jersey, not just sort of a, an Indigenous round, oh, okay. potentially having it consistently through the season. Um, when you consider you've got nearly 15% of the, the football playing population being Indigenous, I think it's a – why not have a, a – when you have the quality of jersey that you've got, that's storytelling and, and brings that level of connectedness, I, I think it's a great idea. Yeah. And the, the other thing too, I mean, the jerseys are great. 3.3% of the Australian population identify as Indigenous. 13% of the NRL is made up of Indigenous players. So you can see the over-representation, but it points to a bigger picture about how important sport plays in terms of closing the gap. You know, it is the great emancipator, not just mm. rugby league, but rugby union and, and, of course, AFL. And they play a significant role in improving health and development outcomes. Um, you know, and closing the gap report has indicated we know the Aboriginal population have high mortality rates, high morbidity rates, um, lower life expectancy rates, poor education outcomes, lower socioeconomic status, poorer employment opportunities. Sport engages communities. And there's a lot more work to be done, but we can't stop shining the spotlight on the Indigenous population and, and promoting that engagement, that, and that's what Indigenous Round does. Yeah, I love I mean, one of the things that gives you a bit of goosebumps, you know, you watch the, the Haka 
with the Maldives when the, in New Zealand play, but you also watched the Welcome to Country, which I think is important. I know with the Sixers at cricket, we did it um, every game, or we went to, went to a new venue. We did a barefoot circle. Um, there's a strong representation of Indigenous cricketers. Dan Christian probably being the one of note at the Sixers, and um, he would lead a Welcome to Country. Um, he would tell us some of his history about his culture and. Someone like myself, except you listen to it at school when you're a PDHPA, you'd hear those stats and say, you know, their life rate's generally 20 years less. They have the low socioeconomic status. And it doesn't resonate, but when you sit there and hear someone's life story or you promote it or it's in front of you, um, you know, you start to have that level of connectedness. It's not us, not, not against them, but, you know, us and them. It's we together. Um, and I think a good move this week was a small gesture by Anthony Albanese, who decided to put the Indigenous flags up in Parliament, which you feel like is such a really why hasn't it been done before? And then it gets done. You're like, wow, that was so Seems simple obvious. to do. Yeah. Um, and all we're trying to do is create a connected society. And, and as you said, sport is just a game, but I mean, isn't it a beautiful game when you can, when you can become more than sport and that's what rugby league and other codes are trying to do. Have we got a favorite indigenous player who are our respective oh. sides? Well, over history or it, it, like, who's your favorite? For your side, who's your favorite indigenous South player, Jules, like ever, Dragons ever. player, oh. ever? At the Bulldogs, I I loved Ben Barber. I know he had a bit of a fall from grace, but geez, he was exciting to watch as a Bulldogs fan. Uh, Well, currently, I'd probably say uh, Cody Walker, but Greg Inglis would be my tip of the most talented Indigenous footballer I'd seen. Yeah, thinking about the Dragons growing up, the one that really excited me was Chalk. Like, Mundine. Yeah. He was just magic. And and Tinger, the the combination. Blackrock. Mundine and Blackrock. Yeah. Owen Craigie. Well, yeah, he was very talented. Andrew Walker was the other one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, started with the Dragons and then, you know, spent some time with the Roosters and yeah. played for the Wallabies and went back to, to Manly. But, uh, you know, Ricky Walford is a young kid. I love yeah. Ricky Walford. Oh, and yeah. I think Chock and Ricky are actually leading the Dragons out for Indigenous Round today, this afternoon. Nice. At yeah. uh, Belmore. 0457 736 is the text line number. And the open line, one three hundred zero one eleven seventy. Hello, Sharky. Boys, how are we? Good. Um... Currently at Bomadie Sporting Complex, running the gate for the Group 7 game. Bowman it now, Bomadie Swamp Rats versus Shalava Stingray. Should be a good day. Just wind, having a bit of a whinge about last night's Roosters Sharks game. I don't know if any of you's noticed, but when Money scores that winning try, Pippinio rushes out of the line and clearly takes Maddie Morland out without the ball, and there's no penalty. The puzzling thing about this is this stupid bunker. Clowns and want to put their nose in when it matters when it doesn't matter. Well, guess what, you clowns? Last night, 24 16, when the Roosters scored that try, it shouldn't have been a try. It mattered then because Cronulla should have got the penalty. And who knows, you stupid NRL clowns? It could have been 24 22 and a great, fantastic finish. What was a great game. Mate, Bunker, either get in or get out. Now, seriously, guys, I've said this for years and years and years. The only thing we really need the Bunker for is to basically rule on every scoring play to make sure there's nothing illegal in it. Yep. That was a farce last night. And an un- Look, don't get me wrong, the Roosters were a far, far better team. But sometimes in rugby league, when you're not the better team, you sneak out a braver and gutsy win. And that's what that would have been for the Sharks last night. Congratulations, Roosters. I look forward to seeing you again. Enjoy your day. <laughs> Bomb the bunker yeah, from Sharky. Good. They're yeah, nothing yeah. if not passionate. And Sharky is certainly one of those. He's certainly <laughs> he was all right with the Cam McInnes put down. I bet you were, Sharky. Yeah. Uh, just before we take the break, uh, back page of the Sydney Morning Herald today, gentlemen. 
They never give up. Fitler to stick with the tried and true blues. So Freddie makes no apologies for the pick and stick approach. Uh, there might be a couple of surprises tonight when the Blues pick their squad for Origin 1 at a core stadium. That game, Wednesday, June 8. Tarek Sims, Tyson Frizzell tipped to be selected. Now, James Magnuson, mm. we were spitballing this before we came on air today. Uh, you reckon Frizzell might be a tad lucky to make that side? Oh, absolutely. Tarek as well. Um, but I watched Frizzell closely yesterday knowing that Freddie was thinking about picking him. I just think he's he's out of form. Um, I then watched the, the Sharks-Roosters game last night, and Angus Crichton probably has his best game of the year. Mm. Um, I, Crichton, for mine, is one of those players that has another gear, another level to go to. Um, I'd be surprised if they picked Tarek and or Tyson Frizzell, but if, if I had to pick one of the two for mine, I'd pick Tarek based off the series that he had last year. What do you guys reckon? Oh, look, I think it, it, if there's a mentality and a mantra amongst that team of pick and stick, then I, I don't have an issue with it if you're going to stay yeah. consistent with it. Look, guys probably are out of form, but we're only chatting again off air that if you decide to stick with these guys who aren't playing the best footy, when you get around a, a, a bunch of guys who are who are having a great year are really experienced and playing good footy, you tend to rise with that level as well. And we know yeah. that they're yeah. maybe the difference between the best and poorest has been a bit obvious this year. But when you get yeah. into that Blues camp, it's a completely different story. And I think having that little bit behind you that we've done this before, we've beaten them before, you know, you're creating that level of comfortableness in that squad uh, rather than bringing in new fresh faces, new blood that then have to learn the same way. So I can yeah. understand both sides of the, the coin. Um, pick and stick, I, I'm, I'm happy with it. You, that, yeah, that's an interesting point. That's probably why I think Queensland should pick for feeder. Mm. Uh, but that's a separate conversation. <laughs> Look, I, I, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Yeah, you know, it, yeah, it doesn't bother me. But Queensland may pick Dallas Johnson at 13 again this year. <laughs> they, they love a pick and stick. Yeah, Adrian Brunker might be squeezed out of a wing spot, such as the <laughs> Coates and Cobbo, and then, of course, Corey Oates. In the way. Hey, just before we get to the break, uh, good night for Alex Johnson last night. Socky, he's a freak. He's a freak. He, he can see off in the distance Kenny Irvine's try-scoring record. Which is, what, 213 or something like that? It's about 213. I think they were saying last night that if he goes another five seasons of scoring 14 or more tries oh. a season, which you'd think he'd do in a canter the way that he's playing, even if the Bunnies are struggling, it's less than one a game that he'll get there. But a hat-trick last night, and I only think it was a couple of years ago that the, the South's faithful, the Borough, had to sign a petition to keep yeah, him that's at right. the club. Um, he's 27. I mean... One of the you know great finishes last year, he had Reynolds and, and Cody who would just set him up down the left. He's had to work probably a bit hard, but last night really did put a stamp on it. Indigenous round, Cody the double, Alex a triple. I mean, it was quite a special feat. And to go past Nathan Merritt, um, again, you had an interesting stat. He made his debut two weeks after... Uh, Paddy, you were telling me, you could fill me in here with the exact stats, but he made his debut two so weeks after Nathan Merritt. 2.14, um, Merritt breaks a try-scoring record. It took him about like eight weeks to get that one try to break the record. Mm. Two weeks later, Johnston makes his debut as a replacement for Merritt, mm. and Merritt doesn't play again. Wow. The Merritt went to the Sharkies, didn't he? So he, he added was at- a handful more. So I think he had 154 as his total. So he hasn't actually beaten Merritt yep. yet in all time, but certainly for the, uh, Bunnies, for yeah. the Bunnies. He's only 27. Yeah, you know, it's one of these players. I feel like they've been around forever. Yeah, he does. Is he? It's like um, like Milford. It's Milford's only I think twenty seven, twenty eight. Yeah. He just it's well, hard how to about, what, what's a good age for a, say a winger in in rugby league? You know, thirty two, thirty three. If you're getting to that, you've you've had a good. It probably depends on what type of winger you are, right? If you rely solely on speed and agility, you may not make it well into those thirties. But if you've got a a bit of size about you, you might be able to drag it out a bit longer. Mm. Um, 
he's showing no signs of slowing down, though, Alex Johnson. I've, I actually thought since uh, Latrell's been out, my, my preference would be to put him at fullback mm. over Blake Taff. Um, I've always thought he does pretty well filling in at fullback. But he's showing no signs of slowing down, so I reckon he's got at least another three, four years in him. Come on, AJ. Come on, Come AJ. On, AJ. <laughs> well, 0457 736 736, the text line number. Two o'clock today, we've got the Dogs and the Dragons at Belmore Sports Ground. Then four o'clock, we hear the call right here on SEN. We've got the Raiders and the Eels covered straight after crunch time. Mark Braybrook, Scott Sattler and Gary Belcher. We're up and running for a Sunday afternoon. You're listening to Crunch. Manu, sizes it up, draws them in, gives it to Nesco, the flick pass, just delightful, Nat Butcher finishes it off. Continue to work the left, Walker, Monorowski, gorgeous again, Tupo to Desco. oh this is something, away from Kennedy, Hyde holds on, late pass, Warrior Hargreaves, Sydney Roosters. Beautiful edge, Tracy. Oh, yes, Sione Katoa. Maybe they're not done with yet, the Sharks. McGuinness. Oh, yes, that's three tries. It's not over. And Cronulla out of nowhere are coming home like a train. And here they come, the Sharks. Quick play the ball though, Hines on the run, Tupanua rushed up, and Joseph Manu puts an end to this contest. And Joseph leaves it, oh. and now Manu's away. Hines on the run, Tupanua rushed up, and Talakai leaves it, oh. and now Manu's away. She's all over, and Joseph Manu puts an end to this contest. Sydney Roosters 36, Cronulla Sharks 16. Yeah, quite like Joey Manu's career trajectory from getting any higher and Sawali's career trajectory as well. Bit of chatter in the newspapers today that Sawali, uh, prior to the concussion, might have been part of the extended blue squad there for Brad Fittler. They were good, the Roosters, weren't they? Huge yeah. first half, 20 nil at half time. Uh, you know, and the Sharks were considered one of the benchmark teams this year. I don't think they've gone back-to-back for a few rounds now, but uh, people are waiting for the tricolours to to get their boots on, to start to put it together. And they're just showing that. I know they went down to Penrith, but prior to that, they were very good. They're just starting to get their act together. Just started to click in attack. They look mm. super clunky to start the year. And last night, a couple of those passes stuck. Some of those tries were so silky. They still switched off in that last 20, 25 minutes. So they've got, they've got more in them. But for mine, they're a genuine premiership threat. Just... When you look at their back line, you go Manu, Suwali, like there's so many threats. Tupu on that other wing, Tedesco chiming in with Walker. Um, they're a genuine premiership threat. Yeah, I think that was probably the most impressive uh, game that I've seen from Kiri in a long while. I thought he was playing a little bit more heads up footy. Um, you know, it was free flowing. And I think we've seen with sides this year to have, have success, you really need that seven and six combo or particularly the seven be the standout player. And I think when when Kiri's on and Walker and they're talking together and playing good footy, the Roosters are playing good footy. 
Um, you look at the likes of Suwali out on the edge, and if he's playing Origin, he would not look out of place today. No, I mean, how exciting for football if you've got someone like him and Cobo up against each other. You know, the face of football over the next decade would be yeah. unbelievable and a great spectacle. Isn't it funny? Remember back to that Roosters game against the Warriors at the cricket ground. They won, but they weren't that impressive. And people were saying, oh, Tedesco's lost at his past. Yeah. You know, he hasn't got a lock. And I, I'm thinking, are you serious? Mm. Seven tries in his last five games. Uh, these were Teddy's numbers last night. One try, 237 run metres. Um, two try assists, three line break assists, two line breaks, and nine tackle busts. Nine tackle oh, he's busts. Just like, yeah. 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 The guy who weighs 85 kilos. It's good, <laughs> it's good timing right before Origin. He's looking red hot. Mm. Um, just on Suwali, like, he's been blessed, hasn't he? He's, like, got the look. He's got the skill. <laughs> 18. Could you imagine? So he's, he's turned 18 this year. Could you imagine if he went up to schoolies on the Gold Coast? Joseph Suwali just rocking into the nightclub and yeah. shooter is it shooters on Kavalav? <laughs> just you tell me, Chip. Yeah, you tell say, me. Yeah. yeah. Imagine as long as he's hanging must... out with Reese Walsh, he was right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I always wonder that about you know Kyle Chalmers after he won gold at 2016. Like how he was what? How old was he? 17? 18. 18. Imagine Kyle. He's illegally drink. Just walk around with his gold medal. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> it's, no uh, it's brilliant. Uh, he was wonderful. Uh, the Roosters five of their seven wins 2022. Sharks, Cowboys, Broncos. Eels and Seagull. So a reasonable, reasonable form line. Uh, CSU mm. Vitalikai, nine tackle breaks, 151 running metres. So he was pretty good. There was one, he made that bust, didn't he, where he left Suwali clutching at grass. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Hazelton, well done to him, making his NRL debut, the 23-year-old. He became shark number 552. He's a good Goulburn boy. But you mentioned there Suwali. Oh, gee, I tell you what, rugby league are glad he didn't go to union. Yeah. And he was tossing it. It was a massive tug of war because everybody identified his talent from a young age and I've told this a couple of times because a mate of mine was his teacher at King School, and he said, "What do you what do you think?" And he goes, "League." He said, "Why?" Because you touched the ball more. You know, it was that simple. Yeah, okay. That simple. Man. Yeah, his his career trajectory this year, particularly over the past few weeks, is really starting to take off. Just the way he, the way he comes into contact as well. You know how sometimes those younger players kind of shy away from the the heavy stuff. Mm. Suwali is just he put a hit on. Uh, Kikau last mm. week. He rushed out of the line and smashed Kikau. That's that's where yeah. he's at. Well, you mentioned there Joseph Suwali. He's uh, coach Trent Robertson talking about the young protege. Yeah, it's quite good moments there. You know, from Joey, he's um, he's growing into his game. You know, in his style. Uh, he started off just trying to do his job in NRL, and then usually guys spend a year doing that. Joey spent. You know, probably about four or five weeks, and then he started to express himself a bit more. He's accelerating really quickly, and um, yeah, I mean, we get to see it. This this guy works as if he's been playing for a long time. He's got his processes down pat. Uh, he works hard on his game, and um, and he's good. He's fine. You know, it's funny. I mean, Sam Walker was getting all the rave reviews about this gun, eighteen-year-old, sort of hit the ground running. So while he was never that kind of player. You know, he was just going to make his way in first grade, be solid. But you knew that after 10, 20, 30 games or whatever, he was just going to get exponentially better. And he's showing that right now. Uh, the, the interesting part for me is where is his best position? So they were talking fullback mm. when he first came into grade. Uh, obviously, they've got Tedesco there. He looks right at home on the wing. Huge threat for those crossfield kicks. Um, I could see him in origin in the next uh, 12 to 18 months for sure. Um He's, Wouldn't there's look so much upside. Now, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love his tough carries out of the back end. I mean, it's yeah. for an 18-year-old of that size, you, you've still got developing to do, still got size. Yeah. Last night he put a hit on Kennedy and dislodged the ball. Like, he's got yeah. no fear, and he plays like an 18-year-old who hasn't had injuries or, 
you know, any scar tissue whatsoever. Yeah, yeah touch, touch wood. wood. Yeah. Um, you, just put, you put the mock in yeah, there. It's, it's, it's yeah. the sock mock. You heard it here. <laughs> the sock mock. Yeah, Jared Maria Hargraves was great too. Showed yeah. that he wasn't put off by swearing at the ref last week. 16 minutes, <laughs> 152. Sort of thing that would, would steal him, I imagine. Uh, the Roosters, big four weeks coming up. They've got the Raiders away, Storm at home, Eels away, Panthers away. Mm. That'll, that'll see where they sit in the pecking order at the moment. It's a good time of year to have those games, though, because Panthers and Storm will be missing players through representative duties. So it's not the worst time to have that run. And just before we get to the break, uh, on Channel 9's footy show this morning, Brad Fittler confirmed that James Tedesco, Cam Murray and Payne Haas are all good to go for Origin 1. So that's good news for Blues fans. After the break, uh, record-breaking night for one, Rabideau. Of course, we mentioned that at Homebush. You are listening to Crunch Time, thanks to Ignite HQ. When the ultimate Blues origin experience, visit ignitehq.com.au. Murray, Walker, Graham, great hand, Johnston steps back on the inside. One try away from the great Nathan Merritt. In Alec, Hastings, Brooks, here's Laurie. Beautiful. Mamalo digs for the corner. He reaches out and gets there again. It's Ilias at the line. He finds Walker. Cut out ball. Graham, they're going backwards. Johnston. Johnston with try number one, 46 as a Rabideau. Graham gave it to Johnston. Alex Johnston goes into the record books. The all-time leading try scorer for the Rabbitohs. Cook comes across. Here is Ilias. Deflection there off a tiger. Still sits there for Walker. He cleans it up. Perhaps the proudest Rabbitoh of all here tonight. Having some fun in the second half. Look at the smile, look at the reaction. The home fans, they love him. Here is Walker straight through the middle, looking for another one. He gets across the line. The referee says, yes, that's good enough for me. Big scoreline for South Sydney. He does what Kapoa did for the Tigers in the first half. And this place is in full celebration mode right now. The Bunnies, perhaps... They are back in some ways. Tonight, too good against the Tigers. They've beaten them 44-18. to 18. Yeah, perhaps they are back. People are waiting for South Sydney to click. I don't know if they're quite there yet. 44 points, most scored, most points scored by them this season. It's all about Alex Johnston. I'll bring you in here, Socky, because mm. you're a Bunnies man. 147 tries and 178 appearances. The best strike rate since Nathan Blacklock, who scored 121 tries from 142 games. It's Wasn't that remarkable. amazing? Blacklock's four seasons in a row of 20-plus mm, yeah. and didn't get to play Origin. But anyway, we'll talk about Alex. We'll also talk about, I think it's important to recognise uh, Cam Murray's first game back. I'm having a look yep. at his stats, 115 running metres and 26 tackles, which I think is a good sign for Origin hopes and um, recovery after his his next surgery. And, and one other important member of that side, Cody Walker, looked like he, I mean, it's easy to say when you're up by 40 points, but at least he had a smile on his face. Benji in the pregame, actually said to him when they were commentating to him about the, the shirt and they were talking about it, they said, come on, mate, put a smile, smile. on your face. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a different looking team, obviously, when you've got Cam Murray, the class of him. But when you've got Cody, looks like he's actually enjoying his footy. The rest of the team, he's like a social conscience for that team. He he's is. down, kicking yeah. the ball around, giving away frivolous penalties. The rest of the team gets dragged down. When he's up and about, I mean, that's the best our left side's looked, I think, with Cody and without Reynolds. And I think Ilias had a great – everyone played very well, but I think Ilias also lifted um, when he could see Cody Walker playing a bit more heads up, hitting the line at speed, digging in a bit deeper. 
Um, so, yeah, a, a positive signs for the Bunnies. The problem is the consistency. Win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. Yeah. That's going to be the problem with the Bunnies going forward. However, you can't knock what was a good performance to come from behind, you know, down 12 zip. Um, to put on that many in the second half was was impressive, being six points down. I just think for the Bunnies, it's we're just biding time till Luttrell comes back. Mm. Like, he is so huge for that team. And the threat, if, if you're in the, the, the defensive line and you look up and you've got... Cody Walker going out the back to Nick Areem or a Blake Taff. It's not a huge threat, right? Mm. You look up and you've got a six foot four, 115 kilo Latrell Mitchell tearing out the back of that um, back line. Mm. It's a completely different uh, picture. And I just think while ever Latrell's out, they're going to be up and down. Mm. And we won't get a real idea of where Souths are until Mm. Latrell's back fit and getting some consistent football under his belt. And I, I think if Latrell is back, and playing well, again, they can challenge. Yeah. They're in my top eight. They're in my yeah. top eight. Uh, absolutely. Doesn't just. Cody look just – he's better when he's just running the ball, isn't he? When he he's scored running that try last the... night. He took on the line and just won yeah. the play. It's amazing when you talk to these quality players and you see them wanting – well, like looking for the ball. And in previous games, he wasn't looking for it. Yeah. You know, he was a bit half a step too um, slow on the play or uh, annoyed about the ball that he was getting. Whereas last night, he's hitting light at speed. It didn't matter where the ball was passed. Another big ups again for the Bunnies. How long have we got? Three hours? Because I can keep going on about the Bunnies. <laughs> but the forward pack of the Bunnies, that was that was the best that you'd seen them control the ball. They're, they're, yeah. They've been completing under 80% for most of the season. I think the average is... They had Mark yeah. Nichols back for the first yep. time in a while. Yep. He steadied the ship a bit. Mm-hmm. A key stat about completions, because all their losses have come with really bad completion yeah. rates, 60 to 70. They were 81% last night. And the error rate, tellingly, was, I think, under 10 for mm. South. So really a couple of key indices, simple stuff. Control the ball, and you win the game. Mm. Uh, Damien Cook, nine tackle breaks, 112 metres. Interesting people say, well, is his grip on the number nine for the Blues starting to loosen, given the irresistible form of Coruscant? I said, no, no, you've got to pick Damien Cook. Tom Burgess, you mentioned near the forwards, 52 minutes on the park, 235 metres from 19 runs. He was Ooh. massive. That's big, isn't playing it? Playing his best footy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what to click, but he's just he is just playing unbelievable mm. through the middle for the Bunnies at the moment. Alex Johnson, he's the star of the show. Here's what he had to say about breaking Nathan Merritt's try scoring record for Souths. Yeah, I just think it's special to be part of the press conference, mate, after the game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this, is, this is unbelievable. It's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I said it earlier to the fans. Um, yeah, it's still I'm still pinching myself. Yeah, I don't want to play with, in any other colours and. Yeah, to score 147 in the red and green, it means a lot to me and my family. And, uh, yeah, I'm just speechless at the moment. Yeah, I knew uh, Campbell Graham inside me knew as well. When he passed me the ball for the last try, he just started screaming, history, history, record. I think he was more pumped than I was. It was pretty, pretty special. Um, it just goes to show the, the kind of club and teammates we have. We all care and, and love each other. And, uh, yeah, I'm just so thankful to be part of it. Yes, very happy and respectful too. I should mention there, Alex Johnston. He says, you know, I never wanted to leave. Well, you lost Reynolds. I think mm. the South's faithful are glad you hung yeah. on the way, Joe. Did you History! sign, did you sign the petition? <laughs> did you sign the fan petition no, to I, keep I, him I, at the club? I, it didn't cross my desk, unfortunately. How many, how many signatures did they end up getting for that? It was huge, wasn't yeah, it? It was thousands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't believe they were thinking of letting him go. It would have been almost as big a travesty as Reynolds. Not the big name player like Reynolds is, but... Just a local junior who's oh, he he belongs at Souths, doesn't he? Yeah, he's a uh, yeah local through and through, and 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 great to keep him. One of those guys, as I said, when you have a look at say someone like a Cody Walker, who's the team's got a, a massive Indigenous history and culture, but when you look at say Cody Walker with a smile on his face, it'd be hard to replace that team and not think of Johnson in it. 
um, yeah. over the over the next five or six years. He's right. He's sixteenth now on the all time try scoring list. Mm. Brooksy, 16th. I think I've just he'll, been he'll shown. jump a few as well. So Irvine got two twelve. I think Slater's second. Right. Um, Brett Morris must be up there, is he? Highly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Brett Morris fourth at one seven six. We have Billy Slater at one hundred and ninety, who's second. Ken Irvine reached in nineteen sixty five two hundred and twelve. Um, but in between there, you've got Andrew Eddinghausen, Terry Lamb, Brett Stewart, Matt Singh, Hazamel Masri, Josh Morris, Nathan Merritt, Michael Jennings. Good Har- company. Harold Hordick, yeah. And a lot of those would be clustered too. So he, you know, yeah. by the end of the season, would leapfrog a handful of those. Yeah, yeah definitely. Well, as we said, he's only 27. He's 147. Irvine, 212. History! Yeah, <laughs> a couple of 20 try seasons do that. Just looking ahead, who are the bunnies got? Uh, they've got the, ba- the bye, round 13. And then they've, they've got, got a the- good month. Well, Titans, a couple of ways. They've got the Titans in the Gold Coast or at the Gold Coast, and then they've got the Dragons at Wollongong, so a couple of away games, but you'd say winnable mm. for the Bunnies. Uh, yeah. Then they've got <laughs> Parramatta. They've got Parramatta. That's a tough one. Then they've got the Knights and the Bulldogs. That goes through to round Ooh, 18. Oh, that's a tough run. Yeah, I don't uh, that, know that's, about that. that that's a, a pretty good run for South Sydney <laughs> before they meet then uh, Melbourne and Cronulla in rounds 19 and And Latrell should so. be back by then. So yeah. I felt like this round of football for both teams, both Souths and West, was a big game for both clubs. I felt like the last month for Souths to yep. play without Murray, um, Latrell at the mm. back. You know, they've probably – they've got a pass mark. You know, they're probably a C-plus, I guess, with the, the wins and losses and the way that they've played. But the Tigers, for mind, which we haven't talked about, are probably – Madge in particular is he's, he's under the gun. Yep. You know, they're three wins – uh, into 13 rounds. They've had a couple of one-point winning performances, which, you know, I got excited about against Parrin, against the Bunnies, but, you know, where does his future lie at that club? Well, I mean, the reports last week in the newspapers were that he needed to be on 10 competition points, or double figures minimum, by round 13 or on the six, so that's not going to happen. Now, this is what Michael Maguire had to say after the game about the possibility of making the finals. At the halfway point in the competition now, do you still feel you can play in the finals? Yep, I do, yeah. I mean, we win every game, and that's that's we'll roll up every week with the attitude to win every game. You just need to have a passage of consecutive wins, and I know it's inside this team. Well, you've got to say that, don't you, James? Oh, anything's possible if you win every game. We're talking mathematical chances already. We're not even seeing a chance. Look, as a Bulldogs fan, uh, I think we can still win the comp if we win every game. (laughs) I think Trent Barrett still might be optimistic if we win every game. (laughs) Do you think that? I I get, I've got a strong feeling that Michael Maguire will be at Belmore next year. All right, you little little birdie. Yeah, little birdie. Yeah, little birdie. for Maguire, I don't know if it's any less stressful of a job to take on the, the Bulldogs <laughs> at the, the moment. Into the pan. But I, I guess, look, as a coach, if you're looking at that Bulldog squad and Reid Marnie and Kikau come in, and there's a few other signings they're looking at making. It's probably not the worst job to step into. Like, they can't go any worse than they have been over the past couple of years. Um, I don't think his position's tenable anymore at the Tigers. They, they haven't improved in the period he's been there. They clearly don't buy into his style of coaching. So I think he's just whipping a dead horse at this point. Well, Gus is a fan. He is. his face, which means yeah. there's an opening at the Tigers. I read today that 
he wanted Jack Bird and they knocked it on the head. So it shows, I guess, a diminishing influence that Michael Maguire has there at the Tigers. 0457 736 736. Uh, what did you make of the weekend's action? Anything happening in the world of sport? Keep those texts coming through. The open line, 1300 01 1170. You're listening to Crunch Time this Sunday afternoon with Steve O'Keefe, James Magnuson. I'm Julian King. Thanks to our great mates at Ignite HQ and the ultimate blues origin experience. Visit ignite.com.au. Look, Gary's tweeted us uh, at 1170 SEN, and I think this is directed <laughs> to you, Mr. O'Keefe. How yeah. on earth do you forget Beaver? <laughs> So we're running through the top try score list. He's going, he just leapfrogged him. Slater, I don't know. Yeah. Do it again. Just do it again because Gary's yeah, upset. Yeah, really. Ken Irvine in number one with 212 tries. Yep. Mr. Billy Slater, number two at 190. Then the Beaver. The Beaver. Menzies at 180 tries, uh, reached in 1999. Most by, most by a forward. In fact, I think the only other NRL forward in history to get 100 tries might be Bobby McCarthy. I could be wrong on that front. Just check that for 400 me. games? Uh, did he get to 400 NRL games? No, no one's Beaver. 400. Only Cam Smith has. Cam Smith, okay. Yeah, yeah across, 500 total. He, he did, uh, yeah, across NRL and Super, Super League, League yeah. he compiled a huge amount of games, yeah. Beaver. Yeah. Uh, that's his just the general antipathy towards Manly. So sorry about that, Gary Holmes. <laughs> we try to be as impartial as we can. Uh, Eels Muzz says, I'm with Sharky with the bunker. It's become... Redonkulous with some calls. I'm expecting they'll rope in the CSIRO scientists to help make the call soon. Uh, bunkers' call might be something like the bunker scientists have detected some DNA in the ball and one molecule of grass, so no try here. <laughs> yeah. Zebra, that's just what those, those that can't stand the VAR, right, in, in yeah, football, football yeah. I hate that because it's an offside by half a blade of grass or a fingernail. So it wasn't really intended that use. And well done to Real Madrid, too, by the way. Yeah, Rejoicing and Liverpool losing. <laughs> Shouting for I'm a Man United fan. We had right. no joy, so the only joy I can derive from this season is watching our dirty scalpers. Yeah, that's scalpers like lads. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. We'll chat a bit of Knights and Warriors after the news at one o'clock Eastern time. Around the grounds, about eleven and a half to re- remaining in this New South Wales Cup game at Belmore. It's one way traffic at the moment. The Dragons forty over the Dogs twelve, so forty points to twelve. Let's hope that's a good omen for first grade, which kicks off at 2 o'clock. Now, um, <laughs> Good the highlights package to the <laughs> Warriors v Sharks. Now, Pat's got a Strokes shirt on today, and so he thought he'd pick some Strokes music last night because the game was last night. Very clever. Probably would have gone over most people's heads. So Steve and I are discussing the program. Well, there's got to be other songs of the last night in the lyrics. And then in unison, we both started singing that R&B classic from 1998, Last Night by As Yet. But the lyrics are as follows, and you tell me if this is appropriate, Missile. So last night, I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> I was inside of you last night while making love to you. I saw the sun, the moon, the mountains, and the rivers. I saw heavens when I made sweet love to you. Can you imagine that? Last night, here's the Desco. The Desco back inside the Manu doesn't need support. He's here. <laughs> I think it's love making round next week, <laughs> so we'll be able to use tracks like this, Brooksy, Jules. are you tweaking the thermostat in the studio, my friend? Oh, yeah, he's heated up. <laughs> uh, how good. A bit of R&B from the 90s. Uh, we're boys to men yeah. as yet. Uh, New Edition was a favourite of mine that not a lot of people would have known back in the 90s. Yeah, then there was Silk, I want to lick you up and down. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know that one. Can you sing it? No, I'll just, <laughs> we'll get Pat to cue that up. Not quite Strokes. But uh, this is the Broad Church of Crunch Time on a Sunday afternoon, 0457-736-736. Uh, Kenny says, 
Uh, Papali, Uppy, Dewey, Hastings and Brooks uh, all will heavily influence the Tigers next year. The recovery has already started. Yeah, we should yeah. mention that too. We should it's looking, that. Oh, yeah. uh, I think the Tigers are in an all right place. Mm. Will Madge be at the helm? I don't think so. But is their roster starting to take shape? Absolutely. And I'm a massive Jackson Hastings fan. Like even again last night, sometimes they're getting stuck down in their own 20 metres and Hastings will just take a hit up to get them out of trouble. He's he's a beast, and yeah. he's definitely the man to le- turn that club around. And to be fair, they've had a, a horrific run with injuries. You know, yeah. Dane Laurie been out attacking weapon Adam Dewey, who their attacks yeah. pretty much focused around, and, mm. and a handful of others. So you know, I think a lot of people want to see the Tigers do well. It's sort of team that Absolutely, that no yeah. one really hates. It is crunch no. time on a Sunday afternoon. Jay's Magnuson, Steve O'Keefe, I'm Julian King. Thank you everybody for your company today. Keep those texts coming in oh four five seven seven three seven. 736-736. Going to talk Knights and Warriors after the break. Stick around. Luai's been dangerous on the left-hand side. Fades that way. Coruscant goes up. Links up with Isaiah Yo! And Yo just went straight through. Worrying side for the Cowboys. Here's a chance. Tago skirting the touch line. Throws the ball back in. They're scrambling the Cowboys. Edward picks it up. Oh, here they come. The fullback scores. Yo goes upfield out the back. Now they get the pass away to Edwards. Edwards finds Toto. And Toto says, Tago, this is how you finish the boy. He dives in the corner. And the Panthers pick up their third. Goes to Cleary. Plays flat away to Luoy. Over the top speculator. Taylor May takes them on. Taylor May gets to the corner. And listen to this. Uh, Oasis, fine choice there, Patrick. Paddy's on today, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. Well, Might maybe because the Cowboys in that performance, you read the scoreline 22-0, and it looks like something it wasn't. Hence Oasis. That's what I reckon your reasoning was. 22 points to nil. Uh, <laughs> the defence is pretty pretty resolute. Uh, 22 consecutive tackles in their own 20-metre zone in the first half. Uh, it was a lot tighter in the second half, but the Panthers at home, it's always a tough assignment, isn't it, James? And uh, they look the team to beat. Yeah, the Panthers are, are short price favourites to win the comp for a reason. They're super impressive. The The interesting thing is there's a couple of teams that can go toe-to-toe with Panthers just because they're a bad matchup for them, Parramatta being one of those, um, which keeps Parramatta in the premiership talk. But is there a harder assignment in the game than going out to Penrith, playing nighttime football there in front of a parochial Penrith crowd? Well, it makes that win by Parramatta seem all the more impressive, yeah. doesn't it? All, that was, all things considered. That was the best game of the year. Yeah. You, would you agree? Mm. That that Penrith-Parramatta yeah. game? Yep. In terms of quality? Yeah, really good game of football. Yeah. Really good. Ha- having said that, I mean, if you're a Cowboys fan, Sock, you're, I don't think you should be too despondent. I mean, that was a really good litmus no. test to see. I mean, they're overachievers this year to see mm. where they stand in the competition. Yeah, I, I mean, I've been bullish on them, but I still am. The jury is still out. I mean, that was the first time they travelled south in what? Uh, it was 11 That's rounds, bizarre, I think. That's bizarre, isn't it? had the all first... their games. They had, a home, they had an away yeah. game in Darwin against... Uh, Parramatta uh-huh. when they didn't have Dylan Brown playing at six. Yeah, I, I think their performances have been much better than what we expected. However, I still think they're inflated. And if I'm looking at their next month, I'm not as convinced that they're the shoe-in of the top four team. Yes, they've played well. Yes, it was a good performance the other night. But still, you haven't put points on the Panthers who, you know, I'm looking at some of their stats. The Panthers had over 10 guys run over 100 metres. Dylan Edwards, 240 metres. Right. James Fisher-Harris, mm. 220 metres. Yo, 172 in 17 runs. I mean, 
they're the yardstick of the competition, you know, down by 22 points. So I think it's a fair reflection of where they're at. They had 58% of the ball, Penrith. And on top of that, the Cowboys are completed at about 60%. But I said, if you're a Cowboys fan, you know, don't be too despondent. I think you can be reasonably optimistic, uh, considering that the bounce of the ball didn't go your way. And certainly that was a thought echoed by their coach, Todd Payton, who spoke after the game. Um, oh, look, I'm disappointed that we didn't fire our best shot. Um, we also weren't allowed to at different stages, but um, completing at 58% is not good enough to keep in the competition. Um, but in saying that, we really enjoyed some of our defensive periods. Um, I walk away knowing that we can beat them if we if we get our fair pair, uh, fair share of possession. You know, there was periods where there were moments in that first. In that first uh, half, I think. We were <laughs> yeah, so don't look back in anger. There you go. I'll try that again, Paddy. But, uh, Isaiah, is he the form player of the competition at the moment? I think so. Jeez, yeah. um, I mean, it's talk about, you know, sevens being critical, but you look at, uh, you know, ball playing back rowers uh, who have the skill that he has. I just, yeah. I'm amazed week in, week out. I'd love to say that I think Cam Murray's the best 13 going around, but I, I genuinely think Isaiah Yo is, and it's well-deserved. Um, he's, he's a freak of a talent. 17 runs, 172 metres, not to mention all the hard work he does, tackling uh, and off the ball, so... He's going to be huge for New South Wales. Mm. Huge factor in this State of Origin series. Um, big point of difference for us. Now, a lot of people are saying that, you know, the top teams get the rub of the green when it comes to refereeing and bunker decisions. Well, Ivan Cleary, I guess you could call it a, a riposte of sorts, uh, he's not happy with the way Nathan's been treated. Reckons they don't get any of those kick pressure penalties. Kick pressure's changed again tonight because we never, ever ever get kick pressure penalties and he was tackled multiple times so late in the air whatever so maybe it's changed so confused well, that was what it was tonight so he's got such a Stop weird it. relationship with the media uh Ivan Cleary doesn't he like he doesn't really endear himself to the public um but in terms of getting the rubber green with penalties and the like I don't think Penrith have too much to complain about, just quietly. <laughs> I'll give Penrith a rap here. That product placement for oak chalk of milk is second to none because I just <laughs> I drive home here like on a Friday night after wrapping up higher ground and you try and find one of those 24-hour coals or just a serving. Do you ever go to the supermarket, right? Let me say, oh, can you just go pick up a couple of things? And there's always one or two things that you just, without fail, don't just get for yourself. Get, yeah. It's me, yeah. chocolate oak, and mm. probably like either chips or cherry ripe or something. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which, you're just absolutely smashing the car. Yeah. <laughs> Chalky Oak, uh, re-SEN dishwasher gate. This is from Muzz. Uh, what's the ruling from the bunker? Well, uh, I think um, we got the integrity unit onto it, Muzz, because this has been happening for quite some time, and I'd really like to get to the bottom of it. Uh, I've put Brooksy in charge. We've uh, commissioned a special panel. Yes. Brooksy's in charge because I know that he's certainly a non-shadower, and he is uh, horrified at the fact that people's unpacking dirty cups. Yes, Brooksy. I just went out there again just to check. It is a disgrace, and it will go the official channels mm. um, but also there was another question this, that came out of it uh, it will up, be yeah, run top, up yeah. as high as the ladder can go mm. but mm. also there was a couple of knives oh, pointing upwards. out no. oh, you're, you're, how, what do you guys stand mm. on the knives out sort of mm. situation yeah, up, point up, down. point up 
Yeah. If look, if for me, if it's, if it's the butter knife up, if it's the the sharper knife, you're overthinking this. Yeah. I generally no, I describe so. all the cutlery that's mm. there, and I just go the big throw, and wherever they land, <laughs> well, no oh, one's oh, hands are shot. Yeah, my hands are no good. Soccer at fine leg. Why? Because I keep grabbing the sharp blade, and I can't catch. Uh, Daniel from New Zealand. The Panthers kissed on the tush when it comes to injuries over the past eighteen months. Want to see yeah. Melbourne and Penrith both at full strength? Well, Melbourne played their worst game of the season in the prelim last year against Penrith, yep. uh, and it was pretty close in the end. Yeah, of course they had a good run with injuries, but name me a team that wins a grand final that doesn't get kissed on the tush with injuries. Yeah. You need a lot of luck to yeah, go Yeah, you, you need luck. You need, need luck. luck. That's, for mine, this far out, it's it's a little brazen to say, but that's the only thing I can see derailing Penrith this season is injuries in the, in the back half of the year. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. About twenty five minutes away from kickoff for the first of the Sunday games between the Dogs and the Dragons. Back to Belmore is how it's been billed. As be Cody Ramsey, uh, he's keeping Tyrell Sloan out of the side. It's pretty good uh, for New South Wales Cup mm. side. And we saw uh, win earlier today. We saw Jaden yeah. Sullivan in that uh, New South Wales game. He will be back to Belmore next year. Tyrell Sloan, we'll, we'll take him I'll, back to Belmore as well. I'll believe it when we'll see it. We'll check in with both the Bulldogs camp and the Dragons camp as well before kickoff. 0457 736 736. You're listening to Crunch Time. Thanks to Ignite HQ. When the ultimate blues origin experience, visit ignitehq.com.au. After the break, we'll have a look at the Broncos and their come from behind win over the little brother of the Titans. I reckon one of the most overused sayings in radio was, we were talking off air. It's amazing what happens in the ad breaks here. Welcome back. Second hour of the program, Crunch Time, James Magnus and Steve O'Keefe. I'm Julian King. Thanks to Ignite HQ. When the ultimate state of origin experience, visit ignitehq.com.au. Welcome back to everyone, wherever you're tuning in, 1170 Sydney, um, streaming live on the SEN app as well. About an hour away from kickoff between the Dogs and the Dragons. Sellout crowd too at Belmore, which is fantastic. A wonderful afternoon in the Emerald City. 40 points to 12. The Dragons lead Canterbury in New South Wales Cup. About five minutes remaining in that second half. Now, just before we get into a review of the Knights-Warriors game. So I come in here and I crack a little coffee, right, in an espresso. Mm. I've gone into the cupboard, and I kid you not, I've pulled out no less than 10 cups that are dirty. And not dirty, filthy. Mm. And this has happened on more than one occasion. So we need it's to get disgrace. to the bottom of this, Brooksy. Brooksy. It, it is a disgrace. So either somebody's unpacking a dirty dishwasher, the dishwasher's broken, or they just don't care. And, and that worries me. Imagine pulling out a dirty and just oh, I'll just pack it away anyway. <laughs> it was filthy. You care to explain, filthy. Brooks? No, I was just thinking, it wasn't me. Um, <laughs> just first and foremost well, before me, we go into any details. details. But do you get any credit for unpacking a dirty dishwasher? I think you're, you're doing a good deed. Unpacking a dirty dishwasher. Yeah, I'm not getting any credit you doing a good unpacking deed? a no, no, dirty no, dishwasher. There was the intent the of and you know, not being clean. that uh, person. In a workplace, it is very rare when someone empties a dishwasher. Yeah. Let alone like, people just leaving stuff in a sink yeah. and expecting some fairy to come yeah. along. It's but the 1%. One, it's, one it's the yardstick of this office, yeah. I think, is the dishwasher. You can tell this place when it's running smoothly when it's got a great dishwasher servicing yeah. capabilities. But at the moment, it's a shambles. So is the show, so let's move Without on. question. No, but it's, it's the all-black mentality. You know, you, you clean up the change room afterwards. Yeah. Have you noticed Paddy the Batty over there has stayed very quiet he during this segment? Yeah, and he's here late at night too, this bloke. Yeah, I'm yeah, sus on you, Paddy. But it, it worries me that people take a cup out and not notice it is filthy and still put it back. Yeah, it's not very observant, is no, it? No, it's not. It's not. Or maybe it's just a bad dishwasher and bad dishwasher stacking technique. Yeah, you wouldn't want to be around at mine then if you're disappointed with that. <laughs> is that your job? <laughs> yeah. You yes, yes, it, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you take, yeah. Do you take pride in that? 
Because there's an art form to it, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think the stacking is – I've broken a a number of wine glasses putting it in me because I'm a bit lazy on the way in and then on the Uh. way out they've gone. So I've learned the lesson the hard way. Mm. There is an art form to it. Knowing all the washes too on the dishwasher is very important. So you got like the heavy-duty pots wash. Got the hygiene wash, got the heavy heavy glass wash. I do pots every time. Yeah. Do you? Okay. Yeah, just to make it extra clean. I'm more of a hand wash. My old man was a cook in the RAF, and he used to say pot soapy water. So after dinners, I'm just in the oh, you in hand the wash it. and hand wash. <laughs> oh most. wow, that's Put impressive. Put the glasses oh, in because I, I like that. to. Yeah. So mm. that's a very good point mm. because they say if you overstack them. It's called shadowing. Like you put your balls to it. <laughs> shadowing. No, it is. What is this? No word of a lie. If you overstack them, like the bowls, right? If you stack the bowls too right. close together, then the water can't get in. But you're not. <laughs> but the high quality, the high quality dishwashers, you're not meant to rinse, right? What's your favourite sensors? What's your favourite tab that you use? I oh, just get whatever's on sale, mate. Oh, People like to finish, you know, oh, with, with a red ball. Yeah, and yeah, the yeah. I, like the, I like the little ball. Yeah. What's yeah. the other one? Somat. Somat is good. Fairy. Is it fairy? That yeah. sort of the little gel, three yeah. different colours. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't Important know. as well, mate. The, this is a bit that makes a big difference in mm. cleaning. Along with shadowing, I've heard is... Write this down, Stephen. you've shadowed it again. Unbelievable. I like how you shadow. Like, you got the shadow thing, but you'll get any ball you want in there. Mate, half of them don't work. Don't worry about Stuck to the side. You've got to get a good ball before yeah. you start worrying about the shadows. Yeah, the, the ball is a critical component, I'll grant you that. <laughs> it's the cleaning <laughs> component of the actual one. No, but you, you're not meant to rinse, rinse your dishes. So I'm a rinser by nature. But you're oh, not meant to yeah. because the sensors actually so, uh, detect dirty dishes. So if you rinse them too much, they think they're not dirty, so it doesn't clean as effectively. This mm. is true. Yeah, well, this okay. is true. Yeah, my dishwasher is not that. It was about 400 bucks at my dishwasher, so I don't think the sensors are all that uh, in found tune. on the side of the road. Yeah, yeah. The door There's so and... much good stuff you can yeah. find on the side of the road. More free stuff. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, you are blinds. You are bridges. struggling. You are struggling. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm here, aren't I? Yeah. Uh, boys, I can't Beds. believe Jimmy Smith doesn't wash his cups. Yeah, well, yeah. there's a man of mystery Jimmy Smith. I reckon he could be a culprit. Yeah. It's not Pat. Pat's yeah. got the Campbell Graham kind of serial killer thing going on <laughs> in the background there. 0457 736 736. Oh, Round 12 results so far. Storm 28 over the Eagles. 8 Panthers 22. Defeat of the Cowboys nil. Broncos 31 nil in the second half to come back after they are down 24-4 to the Titans. They won 35-24. to Then the Rabbitohs, 44 over the Tigers, 18. The Roosters, 36 over the Sharks, 16. And the earlier game from yesterday, Newcastle, 24 over the Warriors, 16. Well, they go left-hand side. Quick hands now. Here's Poppy. Left foot. Left foot. Gets the Barnett. Got to get it down. He does. He's in the in-goal area. He gets the first try, and you can hear the appreciation of the crowd as well. They've struck first. Pushes on now to Johnson, goes quick, goes to Walsh, goes even quicker. Now, Vailia, oh, too easy. Talk about the sliding on the line. Billy Army Vailia, who was so good for the Warriors last week. They've gone left centre score, right centre score. Now they go left-hand side. Shot ball, easy. Anari Tuala slides across, and that's what it was. The ball from the scrum. So he gets the try. Straight away, they hit back. Now they go, last tackle, Milford, Milford running, running all the way, got there. Nice play from Newcastle, and they have scored the try. No, no, look, Steve, look, yeah, rinsing with the grit. So if you've got a T-bone on the plate, you can get rid of that, right? But if you've got, you know, a bit of leftover tabbouleh or sauce, or anything, don't worry about got it. Let's pop it. Okay, you're okay. sweet. Yeah. Well done to the Newcastle Knights. It's a win they needed. It's a win they needed, although it was the Warriors that came out of the blocks early. Uh, the first couple of tries and uh, some pretty soft defence there from Newcastle, and we thought, oh, gee, here we go again. But I tell you what, the thing about playing the Warriors, 
you are always in the game, Missile. <laughs> They've got the they, worst defence in the NRL. Yeah. I can see 26 points a they, game. They keep you in the game. They're mistakes. So the Warriors, uh, oh, they look they look like it's their day, right? And there's three of the worst mistakes. They kick mm. out on the full three times in the one game, which mm. is unheard of. One of them a kickoff. Then Corey, uh, not Corey, sorry, uh, Chanel Harris Tavita mm-hmm. drops a kickoff. Oh yeah, and they scored off. Yeah. it just yeah. killed them. Those those four mistakes just killed mm. them. Um, it was almost a mistakeathon that whole game. There was <laughs> three. What about some of the passes from three the Knights? passes from dummy half from the Knights <laughs> go to ground and the Warriors pick it up. It was almost like which team was going to sabotage themselves. Oh, it was it was a shocker of a game. Absolute stinker. I can't see either team featuring no. in the top eight this year, but. Again, for mine, we talk about coaches under pressure. Poor Nathan Brown at the Warriors. Uh, he seems so dejected in his interviews after the game. They had the Matt Lodge thing this week. They're going to be paying Matt Lodge $700,000. They were favourites. Can you believe the Warriors? What does that say about yeah, the, the Knights bookies, when the Warriars yeah. are favourites in that? Yeah. Well, if that's not enough inspiration. looking good after the first 10 minutes, though, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. we, we spoke about it on Crunch Time yesterday. Knights were paying $2.05. That was the easiest money. That was the better of the round. The Roosters were also paying over two dollars, mm. so you multi those up. It was paying over four bucks. Yeah, Milford had a couple of nice touches. He yeah, looked better for that did. run last he week. He still doesn't look a hundred percent match fit. I don't think he's at his ideal playing weight. And Kalen Ponga just showed his class once more. You mentioned there, Matt Lodge. I mean that uh, that doesn't pass a smell test. Nope. He had an article with Peter Bedell in the Courier Mail saying, "Look, I got no beef with Ona Robinson. I won't say what was said, but he's just doing his thing, and I respect people, you know, paying money to to look after a business." Uh, uh, pretty. Pretty stock standard stuff. It says to me of somebody that doesn't want to reveal what really happened because maybe yeah. there was some agreement made. So, look, you've had a disagreement. You get out of the club. We'll give you the 700 grand and everybody go their merry way. Think about this for our listeners at home. So, Lodge is being paid $700,000 by the Warriors. He could pick up a contract for six, $700,000 next year at another club. That's a good bag. And then be mm. the highest paid NRL player. Mm. At 1.3, 1.4 million. Matt Lodge, Deserves highest it. paid player Deserves in the NRL. <laughs> Can yeah. you believe yeah. that? I, I mean, I don't know. Good the whole thing. could be, but Payne Haas might say, hold my beer very, very, <laughs> very, very <laughs> sure. But the other, I mean, it doesn't sit well given Matt Lodge's history. But just on Matt Lodge, uh, this is what Nathan Brown had to say about the departing Warriors forward after the match. Yeah, when you recruit a player and it doesn't work out as it has in Lodge's case, it's no one's fault but the head coaches. I brought Lodgy to the club and it didn't work out, so that's on me. It's not on the owner, it's not on Lodgy, it's not on anyone. It's on me, you know. So if you've, if you've got a bloke moving out of your club that you bring to the club, you've you've done something wrong. It's no one else's fault but the head coach. If you move players that you didn't bring to the club, that ain't your fault because you're doing doing your job to help the club get better. So I take full responsibility for the Lodgy situation. It felt like you didn't really have control over it because it seemed like it was a dispute there. That you weren't part of is that part as, of, as, I, yeah. as I said, you know, I brought Matt to the club. I was the head coach when he came, and it didn't work out. So the full responsibility should land on me, not anyone else. Do you buy that? Do you buy Absolute that? Absolute BS. That, that is Brownie taking the hit for the club. Yeah, why? I can't understand why. Like, does he want to do himself out of a job? Um, it was Matt Lodge's father-in-law O'Sullivan who brought him to the club, mm. so he has to take part of the blame. And from everything we're hearing, it was a disagreement between the owner and Matt Lodge. What's that got to do with Nathan Brown? You can't Brown? control that conversation, all that. No. And if you're going to accept that, you may as well accept everything that every player does off the field. You may as well go, that's not my fault. It's Brownie's fault. He brought me to the club. That's why I got absolutely, you know, 
smoked on the weekend and got drunk. Oh, that's yeah. Brownie's fault. I yeah, didn't ask yeah. to be here. This whole situation Passing absolutely stinks. A personal it's so responsibility. Mm. Well, do you think he's going to end up at the Dolphins? You mentioned there Peter O'Sullivan, who's head of recruitment there for the new Redcliffe franchise. I, I don't. Mean, flat line, no. I, I don't. Think, yeah. No, I think they've already spent too much money on their four pack. And if there's an option of a Payne Hassoff contract or a Matt Lodge, I think they go Hass every day of the week. Yeah. I, I, the obvious choice for mine, uh, during the week, the Tigers freed up a spot in their top 30 by letting Thomas McKayley go to uh, the Super League. Uh, mm. He was from the Tigers originally. He's bought a house in Sydney. Uh, that seems the obvious one for mine, is mm. the Tigers. But would you want him? I mean, this is the thing. All these clubs talking about their DNA and, and building club yeah. culture. And yep. Do you want Haas? Do you want Lodge? I mean, it's up in the air. I mean, good football is no doubt. But do you want someone like Matt Lodge around your club who's willing to walk away, take the golden handshake, and then you what you expect he's going to behave differently at your club yeah. and then put all that pressure back on yeah. the coach? If I'm it's the coach, point. I'm putting my hand up saying, it's my fault that he's at the club. Do you, do you want to be the next coach yeah. that does the same thing? Yeah. yeah. I guess the only thing is that we don't, no, the the minutiae, the exact circumstances. Yeah. Well, Chris says uh, he's very vehement on the text line oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Boys, Matt Lodge is an absolute flog. <laughs> the grub isn't that a great word? Flog. <laughs> the grub shouldn't even be playing Fog. in the NRL. Remind me when is women in league round? What a joke. Mm. Yeah. Look, I I take your point there, Chris. I, I believe that everyone gets a second chance if mm. he serves his time, but properly serves his time. Mm. Uh, just like we saw with Russell Packer and a handful of others as well. But, yeah, mm. I'll take your point. I, does, he, I, does he deserve $1.3 million a year as the highest? That's budget. the thing that I'm filthy about is he's taking the money off the club that you've signed up for and you're trying to build a culture. You know that you're hamstringing that club next season. Now, I know you're going to – we have to find out what's going on there. Cause it so can't you're be, saying he's holding to ransom, basically. They have yeah. to be. Yeah. You can't take that money knowing full well you're going to sign a contract the NRL, next year. The NRL has to look into this. And I think they will. Yeah. They will. Paramount shadowing or, in NRL terms, obstruction. Obstruction. <laughs> Imagine that. We should get Vossie or one of those, one of the team here to get that in their call. Yes. Now, beep, beep, beep. It's going to go upstairs. Possible shadowing. shadowing. Yeah. 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 Poor Very dishwasher good. tabs putting in. Uh, you're getting a lot of love uh, here. If I can just bring this up because it's, it's quite the. Um, it's quite the. Where is it? Here. Hey, Missile. Uh, oh, go wow. get a cup of tea. Great to hear someone on the radio who was so passionate about the Bulldogs and fantastic to see they're back at Belmore this afternoon. I've got fond memories of my childhood days when mum and dad would give me 50 cents to buy a, re- 50 cents. Showing your age, yeah. <laughs> to buy a return train ticket to Belmore, pie, a hot dog and a can of soft drink and had enough change to buy a bar of chocolate in the trip home. Gee, Jeez. those were the days. Season pass on the hill, run on the field at the end of the game, win, lose, a draw. They were good days, they weren't they? Yeah. When was the last time you went to Belmore? Last time they played there, so I, I took a picnic rug and sat on the hill at Belmore. I'm a s- season member, um, so I could sit in the grandstand, but I like, I prefer sitting on the hill. You're a man of the people. <laughs> you the fans, <laughs> aren't you? Yeah, no, I, I'm really looking forward. To, we can see some pictures now of Belmore. It's already filling up. Um, mm. It's a sellout today. I imagine a lot of those would be Dragons fans. I was just thinking before, mm. it, it's kind of lost its bite, the Dragons, Bulldogs it was a great uh, rivalry. rivalry. It? it was, yeah. it was. Um, early 2000s, there were some huge matches. Even through the 90s, they had a, a great rivalry. It's a, it's a little sad, isn't it, when teams fall out of form and those rivalries kind of fall away a bit because the Dragons, Bulldogs, they are close proximity um, mm. suburban-wise. Yes. And it's sad that that... that Rivalry's fallen away a bit. It's always pinned to the fortunes of where they are on the ladder. Isn't yeah. that right? You know, it, it, I always say this, like, in the heyday, you hated Manly in the mid-90s because they were just, you know, 
by far and away the best team. But when they struggle, I just don't hate them as much. Mm. So isn't yeah. it funny how it works out that way? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's like Bulldogs para always had such a huge rivalry. Now I'm like, nah, like it's just para. Yeah. yeah. I know they're better than us. Um, it's like a good James Bond film. I feel like Bond is only as good as his villain. Yeah. You know, how bad yeah. the villain is, you the, know. The only one that endures the test of time is Roosters Souths. Regardless of where they are, it, it always seems to be so much hatred in that rivalry. Yeah. yeah. Sort of foundation battle, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're arguing over who gets the first game at the newly renovated Sydney Football Stadium. Yeah, yeah. It's, on, it's, on, it's on already, yeah. I, I hope South play there. Mm. If, as a South fan, would you prefer to go out to ANZ or would uh, you yeah, rather no, go to Moorpark? 100%. It makes more sense. It's around the corner. Yeah. You're close to Redfern Base. But will it happen? I don't think so. I think it's just a, basically a, a bit of a ploy to either get better conditions where they are, more yeah. money. To yeah. I just can't see us did playing you, there. Did you see the crowd last night at that Tigers-South game? No. It was It was empty. Yeah. It was empty. No mm. one wants to drive out to Homebush. Mm. On a on a Saturday way night. to get there. Trains, whatever way it is, unless you're out that way, it can be a real big mission getting in and out of the game. And then when you get off the train there at Homebush, it feels like you've got another K to walk to get to the ground. If you're yeah. on the wrong side at Gate C, you've got to walk the yeah, whole way around. Right. It's, yeah. 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 it's just a, not a great experience. It's a ghost town. But even if you go out there to see concerts, right, and you're vibed up, by the time you get out of there and head to the city, you've lost your mojo. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yes. And that's a problem. There's no, no atmosphere there. Yeah. No atmos, no precinct. It's terrible, yeah. which is why it's a. It's a horrible potential venue for a magic round. 0457 736 736. Rafa says, hi, boys. I hope Dusty Dufty has a good game today. Vamos, Bulldogs, Rafa. Vamos, Rafa. Holy. Yeah, we've French <laughs> open. French open. Uh, team lists are in for the Dragons, of course. Uh, no Michaela Ravalawa. He was drawled out the other day. Tato Monga comes onto the wing for his debut for the club, and the rest are as Listed Jaden Hunt has been named as 18th man in jumper 24. And for the Doggies, uh, there is no Tavita Pangai Jr. He is ruled out. And coming onto the bench Damn. is Joe Stimson in jerseys. That's a big number loss. 21. Jackson Depine, the 18th man uh, in jumper 19. It is a big loss. That's a big loss. Uh, interesting start. Tau Tau Moga, this is his sixth NRL club. Um, what, what do you reckon would be the record? That would have to be getting up uh, there. Six I believe clubs. Tyron Smith has the most. And um, he's got, I think, seven or so. Seven. I think, yeah. Adam Peak, I know, played for the Dogs and the Dragons. He's got, yeah. He's had quite a few as well, Peaky. Yeah. I'm just going off the top of my head. I, I know uh, Tyron Smith definitely has the most. Yeah, okay. He has the most. That's well, a lot of training gear, isn't it? Seven yeah. clubs of training gear. Yeah. You reckon he wears, like, you know, so say he's playing for Saints and he used to play for South. He's got the <laughs> just... bunny socks or something and training it. <laughs> yeah. It was very commonplace back in the 80s. Was <laughs> it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. No, I think they've got to be fo- – well, you're so loose. You, you know, finish your days of bricky labour. You'd chuck your training gear in the car and go to work, and now they've got special training outfits. It's a, uh, mm. it's a tough assignment. First game back in the NRL for a little while. He's going to be getting the bejesus bombed out of him by Matt Burton there at Belmore today. Mm. Have you have you been to a live game and seen Burton put up some of those bombs? I've seen him play for Penrith. He's got a massive boot. Oh, arguably yeah. the biggest Huge. boot. I know Kyle Felt's got a big boot. Jake Clifford's got a big boot. Burton's yeah. probably the biggest. Oh, yeah. Who's got yeah. the best bomb in the game, you reckon? Oh, I think like biggest bring, boot, but best snow. bomb. Yeah. Consistency-wise, I think Cleary. But in terms of pure height, I mm. think Burton... Has got the biggest boot. Jaden um, Campbell, surprisingly, is pretty good for a yeah, little fella. Yeah, he yeah. gives an up almighty kick yeah. in the belly of him. I just don't understand why. Like, and I've I've watched Burton live a few times now. He can put up those floaters, mm. but he might he might save it for one or two a game. Mm. I'd every time I was near the halfway line, I'd be putting up the, those huge floating bombs. Yeah, every time. 
Oh, hey, imagine you're the fullback and you're just oh. stare, taking an eternity here, the footsteps coming towards you. Yeah. I mean, you know, even in cricket, you know, they sky and catch. Go, please, God, don't be, don't be near me. They're really yeah. hard on cloudy days yeah. too. They always yeah. say, yeah, you shouldn't, you know, you should. everyone should have eyes for the ball. I'm generally over my right shoulder, left. Okay, this has to be mine. Then I start to shake. generally feel? Saying it, it, uh, it, started out, I, I had a lot of issues with my hands when yeah. I finished my career. So I'm a genuine third man to find leg in T20, oh, which yeah. is yeah, okay. it's basically where you put your shittest, oldest fielders <laughs> yeah. is in these poor positions, <laughs> really? which is either 45 or deep third man. You don't yeah. touch the ball Do you do much. more running, though? A little bit. And yeah. then I've got poor calves because I've got to carry this heavy mm. behind around. So, it's, uh. it's, I've, I, you can't hide me. At the end of it, I was only fielding 12 overs out of 20. I wasn't ever getting through a full T20 game, oh, really? which is embarrassing. Yeah. Couldn't you just get in the slips and take a yeah, breather? Yeah, well, the, the hair, the split, I've got seven split webbing. So oh, yeah, right. Yeah. From yeah. from catching, from, generally from dropping. So the ball will bust through your fingers and it'll open like a sausage, and that's my bowling really? left hand. So I've got plenty of excuses for you. Stay around. Yeah. Oh, I, <laughs> took, I took my, my now wife. Took my now wife as our second date to Australia v South Africa T Twenty game at the Sydney Cricket Ground. It would have been two thousand and nine. I think Davey might have been your second been date. His second. Jeez, she's lucky to stay with you. Might have been date. Yeah. <laughs> now wife. Might have been. Might have been second, yeah, second, second date. <laughs> she goes, second you know, wife. and I took her to a test match too. She goes, you know what, you know, because you know where they go. I want to enjoy the things you enjoy. And afterwards, she goes. Maybe next time go with your brother and your friends. <laughs> so that, that can be quite unquote. That can be your thing. Uh, thank you, darling. But no, I kid you not. It was, our, it was our second date, and I think it was Davey Warner's first or second game. It might have been, and uh, got about thirty odd. But that night, it was I can't remember who the batsman was Sky. It was Cal Ferguson who took his catch. It was an absolute demon of a catch because mm. you could have gone had a cup of tea, taken a slash, and you know counted thirty. It was just yeah. up there forever. I'm thinking, you poor bastard. You know, yeah. there he was it's in bang. It's extremely isolating uh, when you've got a decent crowd and the ball goes up and you know it's yours. Because there is, say, the SCG, it'll go quiet. You'll hear a pin yeah. drop. And then if you drop it, it's just like this muffled groan. <laughs> an occasional sledge, like, you useless, that you'll yeah. hear. Yeah. Back of your is it harder at night, like black sky, white ball? Or is uh, it, no, is I actually think it's not too bad at night. Cloudy uh, days, I find it. Cloudy, yeah. Pure blue sky is the hardest because yeah, right. you don't have the depth perception. With clouds, you can actually... Oh. see it move across so you get a bit of depth perception but when it's complete blue skies so I watch these guys at football when the ball goes up and it's wobbling around Yeah, I'm like I'm amazed that they catch it 80 or yeah. 90% some of the great fullbacks because yeah. I'm like that is so much hard work and that ball's got more that is talking through and the in, air. in your peripherals yeah. you've got yeah. blokes sprinting kilos running you. at you yeah um, which I think there needs to be more done when I have a look there's a lot of still contact I think when the fullback puts their body on the line to go up there are a lot of guys running in without eyes for the ball who are just pretending to jump in the area yeah and to me I feel like that's you could really you you will find that blokes will get hurt or damaged just with contact yeah. there you've got two hands on the ball you can't put your hands down to protect yourself yeah it might be long before someone goes face first and, and there's a serious injury so Anyway, oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Just recapping the team changes for this game, commencing in about uh, forty minutes time, thirty nine minutes time at Belmore, uh, packed out Belmore as well. So the one change for the Dogs, Tavita Pangai Jr. is out. Joe Stimson takes his place on the bench in jersey twenty one. Michaeli Ravalava is out on the wing for the Dragons, replaced by Tato Monga. And the reserves, Jackson Topine is the eighteenth man for the Doggies. Jaden Hunt, the eighteenth man 
for the Dragons in jumper 24. Josh Adekar, he's a big in for the Bulldogs. Of course, Matt Dufty, Paul Vaughan against their former clubs. 0457 736 736. Join the conversation this afternoon. The open line number 1300-01-1170. And, of course, reach out via Twitter and Insta at 1170SEN and at SEN Queensland. You are listening to Crunch Time on a Sunday afternoon. Thanks to Ignite HQ. When the ultimate blues origin experience, visit ignitehq.com.au. This is the Campbell, slows things down, goes to his halfback, kicks, great right kick, Bajones! Stop it, that's outstanding! What a try. That's brilliant from the top. Looking for their first points of the night. This and it could be 13 on 11, oh. it is. It's a bit of fun. Oh. Wow. Carrigan, Campbell, good hands. Mark. Held it up beautifully, here he is. Tackles left in this set. Martin, man, Herbie Farnworth, great ball. Ezra, man, gets his first NRL try. Half back for Brisbane. Broncos, they have come from nowhere. Down 24 points to four. And in the end, they have won by 11 Amazing. 31-0 second half. Cheeky little uh, field goal by Tyson Gamble there at the end. Uh, Ezra Mam, you heard there. Nice touch in just his second game. He looks a real talent. But uh, do you feel for the Titans? Uh, I don't think you have a lot of love for this Gold Coast side. No. James. No? Too bad? <laughs> no, I don't feel for them. They're just this frustrating team that never realises their potential. They've got talent all across the park. And they just can't link it together. And we never speak. Uh, I don't know what Adam O'Brien's doing up there. but Sorry, not Adam O'Brien. Justin Holbrook. Holbrook. We never speak about Holbrook. No. You were saying before, Sock, like his name's not if even... If you watch on 360, you can see that they give it to Gus all the time, Buzz. Obviously, there's yeah, no love yeah. lost there. But when Holbrook's name gets mentioned, oh, good coach, very good. We're backing him for the next three or four yeah, seasons. I mean, he got him to the aid last year. I think he's given a bit of leeway. No. No? No. He's yeah. on the chopping block. You're a hot toss, master. A hot toss. Hey, just on the Broncos. Of course, the Queensland Origin team set to be named. We think Xavier Coates is locked down one wing. Yet they ask a lot of the ex-players... It's almost 50-50 between Oates and Cobbo. So we have a bit of a wing-off. And just looking at some of the stats here, uh, Corey Oates, he was good. 216 metres, Corey Oates, and a line break. But then countenance that with Selwyn Cobbo, only 109 metres, but nine tackle busts and a line break. So you get different Mm. sort of games Mm. out of those two. They're both tall, and I reckon you're going to see a lot of kicks going to the corners, especially to Brian Toto's wing. The problem you got if you go Coates and Cobbo is they play on the same side. They're the same side winger. Mm. So for mine... I go Oates and Cobbo. Um, I, w- I watch Coates. You don't have Coates. I don't have him, no. He's got a lot of mistakes in his game still, and he doesn't make the same impact out of his own um, back half as Cobbo or Oates do. Um, I go for experience in, in Oates, and I go for the strike power of, Co- uh, of Cobbo. Walsh or Ponga? Oh, Ponga. 
Ponga. I think he showed that, yeah. didn't he? Against no, he was pretty good. He yeah. was pretty good. And, and look, Tino Fatsumaliawi, he was very emotional in the press conference alongside yeah. Justin Holbrook afterwards. He was a monster. Best player on the field. Over 200 metres? 271 metres. I think he had 200 up before. Yeah. Just on half time. Frightening. 271 metres for Tino. Game. But he Jesus. said, you know... Oh. But but it, you know this is how this is the humility of the man. He said, "Oh, the way I'm playing, I don't think I'll get picked for Queensland." I said, "Mate, I think you're pretty safe <laughs> as long as you don't make decisions about short kickoffs." You know, we'll leave that to DCE, shall we? Yeah, oh, we well, tried something. It just didn't quite work, did it? That was so bizarre. Like the Titans are such a puzzling team. You're up and you go for a short kickoff and put no one over that side to to back up if if they if they break that front line. It was. Mm. That was so puzzling from the Titans. Like, Holbrook must sit up there and just go, what, like, and what do you talk about midweek? Like, we're up by 24. Let's just sort of consolidate or, you know, let's not put the queue in the rack. They just imploded. It was a bizarre game. A bizarre game. Is uh, is Pat Carrigan in your Queensland side? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, What about Flegler? What about Flegler? Yep, definitely. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'm super impressed by Flegler. I've mm. got I've got Carrigan at lock and I'll put Tino in the front row. Mm. Um, so you got Karen got his Jai Arrow in your squad? Yeah, if you what's what are your thoughts on his form? For the, I think it's been pretty mellow at best. Yeah, yeah. patchy. Um mm. he's got a good track record at Origin. He steps up in those big games. Yeah. yeah. He'll uh head slam Teddy when oh, he's wasn't that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the other option there is I mean you can play Tino front row or you could play Tino lock and maybe pick Lindsay Collins in the front row. Yeah, I I I for mine Lindsay Collins misses out. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Yeah, got any Origin Smokies? Happy to hear your thoughts on that today. Yeah, on the text line, we are gearing up for the Dragons v Bulldogs. Two o'clock, about fourteen minutes away from kickoff at the beautiful Belmore Sports Ground. To take us to the break, uh, Jack Bird spoke to Fox League. Yeah, hundred percent. Obviously, uh, dragged on a little bit there, but um, you know, I'm happy to get it done, and I'm happy to start the Dragons. Yeah, it's a little bit hard uh, moving around, but um, I. I I'm happy to play wherever the team needs me to play, but uh, I'd probably say I like playing 5-8 a little bit best, but um, I still haven't tried lockout, but I, w- I wouldn't mind it. Great rivalry between these two clubs. How can you break down the Bulldogs? Yeah, listen, uh, you know, they're, they're thriving for a win, so um, it's going to be a hard one here, back here at Belmore. So, um, you know, we came up uh, against the Warriors last week and got a good win, so um, I think we're just going to stick to our structures and um, break them down that way and uh, just go for the whole 80 minutes. Yeah, Jack Bird talking to Blocker Roach on Fox Sports. Glad for him, glad for the Dragons fans that he has his future settled. Breaking back with more, you're listening to Crunch Time. You know what, it's been surprisingly amicable in the studio in the lead-up to the Dogs for the Dragons. For, for now, now. Yeah. we're about uh, eight and a half minutes away from kickoff. Just recapping the team changes for the Dragons. No Michaela Ravalawa, his place taken on the wing by Tata Monga, his first game for the club. And Jaden Hunt is the 18th man in jumper 24. And for the Doggies, TPJ, Tavita Pangai Jr. is out. There Joe wasn't Stimson much talk the about that, was there? Midweek. Well, yeah. While you've got that team sheet in front of you, can I throw you a little curveball here? I love a curveball. Can you pronounce that touch judge name? Uh, oh, yeah. Ziggy <laughs> Presklasa Adamski. Wow. That's one of the greatest names I've ever seen. Ziggy. First yeah. name, Ziggy. He's a legendary touch judge. Is he? Grant Atkins. He's a good fella, Grant. He's in the senior. He's the bunker official today. My wife used to work him. You wouldn't meet a lovelier guy. And um, <laughs> six. No, I'm not. What? What? No, because the referees get constantly bashed. I'm giving him a rap. Okay. He's one of the top refs in the game. Uh, six again. Cummins should probably hang up the whistle. Just call. <laughs> constantly bashed. This. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. When you watch the Panthers in full flight. 
flight. Jose Yo is involved in every play. He's like having a six foot four, 106 kilogram extra halfback with ball distribution. Great yeah. player. Yeah, he is. He's a beast. Yeah, he's a lovely guy. Well, you know me, your Queensland back rowers. What about some of the Cowboys uh, back rowers that have been doing well? Cotto, like Nanai. Nanai. Nanai is... fitting into your team? Or just not I yet? think Cotto might get a spot on the bench. Yeah. Pretty yeah, versatile. He looks made for origin, doesn't yeah. he? He looks made for origin. Although he did get ragdolled a couple of times by those big uh, Penrith mm. forwards. Mm. 63 tackles you made against Penrith. Yeah. Wow. 63. Well, think, that, that is huge. I think the Cowboys made 470 versus 320 yeah. tackles for the yeah, game. That's crazy. a lot of extra tackles. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, Capewell and Kafusi are probably your yep. edge players, I'd yeah. say, and then lock depends which way they want to go. Now, a yeah, big return or big in for the dogs at the return of Josh Adokar. He spoke to Fox Sports before the game. Yeah, loving it, bro. Um, you know, the boys are great. The coaching staff are great. Um, the fans are great. Everyone's welcomed me um, to the club very well. And, um, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Um, you know, the Mr. Piece of the Puzzle at the moment is just, um, yeah, winning footy games. Um, my life outside of footy is good. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, a lot of history, bro. It's all over in the walls in the gym, all that kind of stuff. And they had an old boys um, reunion yesterday, so got to meet um, a lot of the old boys. Um, but, yeah, it's been, it's been awesome. He's good value, isn't he? You can always hear the smile when he speaks, Josh Adokar. He's yeah, a wonderful bruh. ambassador for the sport, brah. It's interesting. Uh, Fletchy, <laughs> Fletchy told me uh, when I was filling in for Sugar on the run home, he said, there's a little whisper that his lock on one wing for the New South Wales Blues is not as tight as perhaps it once ah, was. Blasphemy. We you mentioned Suwali in the future. Freddie's yeah, going to pick and stick. Come mm. on. like uh, in, a, in a team that's underperforming, Adokar hasn't been bad. He's still scoring tries. He's still making meters out of his own end. Defensively, I don't think he's the best defensive winger, but because he's so fast, he gets himself out of a lot of trouble. He can turn and chase and cover where some wingers will sort of lose the player down the sideline. So Adokar makes my team every day of the week. Uh, now, I... My gift to you was Matt Dufty and Paul Vaughan, uh, James. So, <laughs> you're welcome. I'd be very surprised if either of those gentlemen are at the kennel for season 2023. Yeah, I think Dufty's in a bit of strife. There's there's talk he's already signed with, mm. I think, Warrington, was it, in, in the Super League. Um, we saw Corey Allen in, in the reserve grade before. I'm surprised that Dufty's maintained his position in, in first grade, to, to be honest, with a couple of his performances over the past month. But here's a special for... The punters out there, I reckon Dufty against his old team, anytime try scorer, mm. into Bulldogs 1 to 12. Yeah. I've got a feeling. Good Sox value. got a feeling. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm Dogs 1 to 12. I've had feelings before and they've often been wrong. 0457 <laughs> 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 736 736, about five minutes away from kickoff. The Dogs and the Dragons to commence proceedings <laughs> Sunday afternoon. National Rugby League action, Indigenous round. You are listening to Crunch Time. It's crunch time as the two teams take the field. It's it's a beautiful sight. There's a few better sights in rugby league than a glorious afternoon in Old City Town. Packed Hill Missile, Belmore Sports Ground. It's a Belmore's sellout. looking a treat, isn't it? It is looking an absolute treat, the service. I mean, you could eat you could eat dinner off that. And, uh, we're about to get underway. Uh, round 12 action. We've got the Bulldogs up against the Dragons. We've just finished all the uh, ceremonies, Ooh, the smoking ceremonies. A welcome to country by Uncle Matt Burton's John. Matt Burton's got the uh, Indigenous headgear. That's Fancy. Yes. Uh, well, the jerseys are really impressive. I like the Dragons oh, one too. Yeah. Really like the Dragons one. Mm. 0457 736 736 is the text line number. Bozzle cool. was up nice and early this morning for the Champions League final. We were hoping to get a hold of him, but he's not answering. So he might have a little. <laughs> Didn't he miss Bozzle? He came late 
to a Stan Sports coverage because yeah, he was yeah, slept yeah. in. He just does the, yeah. straight down the barrel of the camera the heartfelt apology. <laughs> We've all done it. Have you ever missed training or been late for training? Oh, only half a dozen times. Yeah, what about yeah. you, Joe? Yeah, a few over the years. How do you sleep in when you need to be up at three? Oh, I know. No. Mine boggles, mate. Yeah. Do you even bother going to bed, you, you swimmers? You know, because you always... It's it's shocking, Al. It's, I reckon it's part of the reason that we have short careers. Mm. Just, like, it's a hard enough sport as is without having to get up that early and... Why? I've always wondered why swimmers have to do it at five o'clock. Why can't you do it at one o'clock in the afternoon? It's just got this really old school kind of undertones to it swimming. Like you got to be tough. You got to be disciplined. You, yeah, it's it's just that old school mentality. I don't know. You know, the, the debate about horse trainers, or why do they train horses? Yeah. So, because back in the day, you had to do it and then go to your regular job. Yeah. Right. And they thought, okay, well, if it's a full-time gig, you can do it later in the day. So the people started doing it later in the day and they found out other trainers were getting in earlier to get the best of the track conditions. So everyone just said, oh, bugger it, we'll just all start you know, at Sparrows again. It's a funny old thing. Yeah. And I wonder if that might have had something to do with it too. Yeah, uh, potentially. You know, swim trainers, if they weren't full-time, they had other commitments and so it was the only time well, you of the think day. About, could... Think about some of the most famous uh, swim coaches in Australian history. So you got like your Laurie, Laurie Lawrence, Lawrence, Dennis Cotterill, these like type Forbes of characters. Carlisle, Lisa, Forbes, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's that's what we're working with. There's there's not there's never mm. really been sort of young um progressive. What about Danny Boxall though? Hey, would he be young and progressive? He's... Nah, old no, school. He's old school. He's old school. What about yeah. a, a Tracy yeah. Menzies? Celebration. What about Trace? Yeah, <laughs> Tracy but but she's she's no longer in the sport. Okay. Um I think because she was so progressive. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. They don't like progressives in swimming. No. No. Uh, they're all liberal voters. Well, think about this even. Yeah. <laughs> even uh, I, I used to at times swim 80 kilometers a week. Oh my what? God. For 47 seconds of uh, racing. Like, that's how old school we are, that we still do the. That's crazy. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. And you know Usain Bolt's not out there running 80 kilometers a week. Um 80, but I guess you're trying to refine your technique in that. That's obviously, you're doing it to get all the... Oh, they just call it oh. sort of building a base. <laughs> building an aerobic that base. sound very progressive, well, does you know, it? That, that's, no. You know, when they train fast bowlers now, it's the old DK Lilly mantra of miles mm. in the legs. Mm. You know, that's that's the best way to train, just run mm. and run and run. Oh, I love you know? how these old cricketers used to would come out and say, oh, we used to, all we the fitness we do is run and bowl and drink a, a carton of... Mm. Yeah. It's like, well, hang on, all these guys had 18 months off with injuries. All these guys didn't play as much. And if you watch their second or third spell in some of those test matches, honestly, yeah. Jules, you the could push it out quicker, mate. You're yeah. Right? yeah. Oh, it's, it's embarrassing, some of it. Um, yeah. But, you know, that's that old school mentality. You know, run seven Ks, then go bowl 10 overs in the nets, and you're going to be a fine cricketer. And you're like, mm, okay. Now, Michael <laughs> Chambers from the Sydney Morning Herald has just tweeted, the origin team, male, Daniel Tupo is in the team. Steve Crichton, a debut. Angus Crichton unlikely to be picked in the squad. And Liam Martin not in the 17, but injuries this afternoon could change that. And uh, sadly, there'll be no Jake Trebojevich in the team. He's been left out as a big call from Freddie. So a bit of early mail from Michael Chamison. His mail's normally pretty good, Chamwell. Daniel Tupo in the team. Does that So who's not in the team is the question. Uh, well, Car or, or Tyre. It goes yeah, back to what I was saying about Josh Adokar. Yeah, maybe not the lock everyone pick, thought he was. They'll so. pick Tyre for sure. You need him making those metres out of the, mm. the red zone. Mm. Oh, I don't know. It's harsh on Adokar. He hasn't been playing poorly. Yeah, well, They're well, not uh, the blokes you'd drop if he had to drop blokes. It's not Adokar would not be the top of my list. Well, we'll find out about 6 o'clock tonight, so, Booksy. Do you guys reckon this is to counteract maybe the, the Queensland height. wingers yeah. where they're Potentially going to pick Coates, Oates, Cobbo. Yeah. Bigger units out on the wing. Yeah. Where they've had the two stocky and quick guys in Adokar and... For sure. Tall. Has to be. 
for sure. But if well, yeah. So if you if you're picking Crichton, then you link him up on that side with Toto, I guess. And so you have a Stags Tupo on the other side. Yeah, so that's really interesting. Daniel Tupo back in the team. Uh, and we don't know at the expense of who just yet, because we know Toto can play on either side. So yeah. It depends, but we'll wait and see. Uh, no Jake Rojevic and Liam Martin, not in the 17, but it may change due to injuries. And so Angus Crichton. From Michael Chambers. So 457 736 736 is the text line number. Chris from Condor Park. He says, boys, I'm on a roll. You guys are reading the text. Let me say the missile is a pleasure to listen to. Great overall sports knowledge. His only problem, he's a dog supporter. Mm. Uh, I agree with everything you say there, Chris. Yeah. Condell Park. Mm. Western uh, suburbs. That's You don't cross the Anzac Bridge, mate. So yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, but that sounds like, <laughs> sounds like almost Bulldogs territory, isn't it? Uh, Condell Park. How, how did you end up being a dog? I might have asked you this question. How did you end up being a dog? My, my dad grew up in the Bankstown area. Yeah, it is in the Canterbury Bankstown yeah, region, yes. That's what I'm thinking. Mm. Like Condell Park should mm. be a Bulldog supporter. I'm guessing he's a Dragon supporter then. We well, can take the boy out of the suburb or you can't take the suburb out of the boy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, probably being transplanted. 0457 736 736. <laughs> uh, about three and a half minutes gone. Nil all the score between the Dogs and the Dragons. And of course, later today in the nation's capital, we've got the Raiders and the Eels. This is going to be a really good game of footy. Uh, the Parramatta, slight favourites, you think, going in. Having said that, their record in Canberra has been I diabolical. I think, what, yeah. four out of the last 25, they've won Parramatta. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> I hate the trip down the. Uh the Hume Highway. Um, it is a it, it is a tough road trip down there to Canberra, but you know P- Parramatta. I, I consider them premiership threats. But this is a game that Parramatta can lose. Well, we'll get the opinion of one of Parramatta's fighters. Is on the line right now. He's just come off calling duties for Fox Sports, where the Dragons were too good for the Bulldogs in the New South Wales Cup, forty <laughs> points to twenty-two. We speak of the legend Tim Matter. Is on the line right oh, now. Here Hello, he is. Timmy. Hey, boys, how are you? <laughs> hey, Timmy. Um, I heard all that. I heard all that talking about Parramatta, boys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you mustn't have had too many successful trips down there then. No, nah, I was a pretty lean uh, to use a uh, very cold, very cold. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Scoot. Like it's, a true it's, tough it's very cold in Canberra. <laughs> yeah, that's an excuse anyway. Um, no, but uh, to be honest, I do think that Things have probably turned a little bit the last couple of years, and yeah. um, you know we've got a team now on paper that you know you, they should win. But I do agree that it's uh, it is a danger game. You know, it's a game that could easily go the other way around. Couple of uh, ins for you. Wonga Blake is back after injury, but if you look at the Canberra side, uh, the man they trading with all preseason, they missed him for all this year. Jamal Fogarty returns. Uh, it's a big in for them. Yeah, it's huge. In, you know, he was a big loss for them start of the year, especially when you think about. They had to spend the whole preseason with him at seven, so practicing their plays and their game management, everything with him there. So to take out your key player and then go through the first half of the year without him would have been a you know, really big loss. For the Eels... Begin. Yeah, sorry, Timmy. For the Eels, so Wonga Blake's back. Sevo's almost back. That's not far away. That was seemed to be their only real weakness was in the outside backs. They look for the complete package once those two are back. Yeah, I know you said they, they're, they're a premiership threat. I agree with that, man. I think in terms of balanced sides, it's one of the most balanced teams in the competition that yeah. right across the park. Their, their biggest you know, um, hurdle they've got to get over is the ability to perform when there's a bit of pressure and in the big big uh, game towards the end of the year. So that's what's going to be their challenge. But in terms of personnel and, and, and plays in the field, they've got a very strong team. Just on the eels here, Timmy, as we look ahead to Origin, you know, 
we don't know. There's a few leaks starting to come out, but mm. they may not have too many lost to that Origin side. Uh, this is a real chance to cement yourself over that Origin period against a couple of the teams that will be missing some of their superstars. Yeah, exactly. It's a good, it's a good thing that you know. It's a good and bad thing. You want Origin players because it gives you big game experience and, and players that can um, you know come back to, from camp with a lot of uh, confidence and leadership. But at the same time, it's a good opportunity to kind of. Um, sneak home a few two points against some teams that you can probably get them at a vulnerable time. Uh, I think I do. Our first one's a buy, so that kind of takes away that first one. But the next two are a good option. You get some easy two points. Well, right, you've got your selectors cap on now, Timmy, because you're everywhere. I'm seeing you on TV. You're on the radio. I'm loving your work, mate. If you're a Blues selector, who do you have in your team? Yep. Do you have Regan Campbell, Gillard, Junior Bolo, even Ryan Madison? Any, any or all of those three making the side? Uh, personally, I'd have all, all three. Oh, <laughs> yeah, You'd have Team uh, Manor as well, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Junior, for sure. Junior's obviously yeah. the first big front row. Um, Regan, I think they can go either way. Depends whether they play Jake Javorjevic in the front row or not. We're hearing um, he's not in the yeah, squad. we're hearing he's been dropped. There's a bit of mail. He might not make it. Mm. Jake Javorjevic, okay. Um, yeah, on top of that, I think um, Maddo, same thing. He, he wouldn't do anyone any harm by being a side, but at the same time, they've got some options there. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think he, I think you could find Matter could find himself a spot on the bench. Mm. Yep, I agree. And Reed Marnie, potentially, for Queensland? He's uh, Harry Grant fit, or what's what's yeah, we yeah, think well, he's got a, a groin strain or something. Yeah. He didn't play this week. Oh, I don't know. Billy was really strong on saying whoever the 17 he picked were had to be able to train that whole week in the lead-up. Uh, he saw that as a big weakness last year. They had a few niggling injuries. So, Reed Marnie might be there or about. Well, he was in a squad there, I think it was last year, the year before. He's been there before in terms of being around the atmosphere and being in camp. Uh, I, yeah, I, I think he'll probably be in the squad. Uh, and whether or not he gets in the team is independent on whether Harry Grant's good or not. Mm. Uh, uh, another piece of mail coming through is that uh, Anthony Tupu's going to make the side. Do you think that's perhaps to to negate that aerial threat that Queensland pose with their tall wingers? Jim? Even uh, Anthony's cousin Daniel, Daniel might be in the team. Anthony Tupu was a great running back. He was. played for New South Wales and Australia, I might add. Yes. Yeah, uh, Daniel. I, I, well, mate, when when rumours like that come out, uh, the way it has, he's in there. So you know he's in the team, and I think he's in the team because, like exactly what you said, to kind of counter that aerial assault that Queensland will throw. You know they got some yeah. really big jumpers in there. Um, and you know what? I think Daniel Tupo is probably one of the most consistent underrated players in the competition. He does his job so well. He's done it for so long that he's won competitions, uh, one for the championships, one Origin series. I can't see him doing a bad job there. All right, let's get a tip on the four o'clock game. Eels and the Raiders. Well, I know you're going to go para. Para by how much, Timmy? Um, I actually think Canberra will, will uh, turn up with a good attitude. I think Para will win, but probably sneak home by four points. By four points. And what four about points. this game? Uh, it's uh, Hey, how was it at Belmore before we let you go? It's a beautiful afternoon. The surface looks pretty good and, and a nice crowd building. Oh, it's beautiful. I love, I love the sight of those old suburban grounds, but Belmore was just a. Uh, the atmosphere building there is great. Um, I, I'm sure it's going to be a great game. I actually think there's going to be an upset. I think Bulldogs will win this one. Yeah, yeah thanks for your Timmy. time, Tim. We might let you go. We'll get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Thank you. Best of luck. We'll catch you soon. Thanks, mate.
Yeah, there he is, uh, Tim Manor, Eels legend, part of the team here at SEN and uh, a really good fella, 0457 736 736. It's gone from end to end this game at the moment. The Bulldogs in possession, final tackle, put in a kick, and it's swallowed. It's kind of uh, hard like to, to, to maintain concentration, <laughs> isn't it? Like he's on in the background. Yeah, so you know, it's, so, so, it's just quietly. See, what happens when we do interviews, right? And uh, Somebody asks a question, we might sort of just make eye can point. Yeah, thumbs up, yeah. I'll ask the next one. I've just sort of pointed to Steve and said, can you just sort of get the next couple out? So I'll go, yeah, watch yeah. the game. <laughs> <laughs> minutes watching the you know, Timmy told us last week, Jules, that uh, his whole family were Bulldogs fans. Yeah. And when they turned up to watch uh, Bulldogs-Eels games, he got them all tickets and they all turned up wearing Bulldogs jerseys. Oh, <laughs> really? How harsh That's is enough that? enough to ostracise you from the family, <laughs> isn't it? 0457 is the text line number. Hey, just away from Rugby League for a moment. Uh, fairly big game of football in the early hours of the morning. Well done to mm. Real Madrid. They won their 14th European title defeating Liverpool 1-0. It was quite a remarkable game of football, Socky, where Liverpool had about a 1,000 chances on goal. It was only the, the heroics of Courtois. Nine saves, was it? Incredible. Nine, they got them over uh, the line. Uh, disappointing for the Scousers. I, when I played cricket, I went over and stayed in Liverpool in Formby. Uh, you know, and I was an Everton supporter. You know, they say you're born a blue, mm. made a Scouser. So you'd be happy with that result, would you? Oh, very happy. Yeah, good yeah. man. Um, however, you can't knock Liverpool season, right? They've had a uh, – well, you're a Man U supporter, of course – I, I won't knock their season. I'd, I'd love to have a season like that. Yeah. Where, if where you ain't first, you're last. Ricky Bobby, yeah. isn't it? Doesn't matter. Well, that's stupid. You get second. <laughs> you get third. <laughs> you get uh, yeah, Bissell, what did you make of it? Um, I'm a Liverpool fan. Mm. Yeah, so disappointing. But it's just good for Liverpool fans to have the, the team up in lights. Um, they had some quiet years, some lean years there, and now they're just a juggernaut of world football. Yeah, well done. To, I mean, they had a really good run to the finals. I mean, Chelsea, um, Man City and PSG. Yeah. And everyone's talking about Liverpool and not Real Madrid. Yeah. And I think we probably undersold them. 54% possession of the Reds. 24-4 shots. Amazing. 10-1 in the first four half. shots and, for no goals. Uh, a, a dodgy sort of offside rule late in the first half. And Benzema, I was, I was probably okay with it. And then uh, Vinic. Kiss Jr., his 22nd goal of the season. So well done to Real Madrid. Uh, they are giants. When it comes to European champions football, 0457 736 Interesting stat here, Jules, and I'd like to get your opinion on it. Where does Carlos Ancelotti stand as a as a manager? Six cha- total champion leagues, four as manager, two as a player. Yeah. He's won the champion league in each of the past five decades. Mm. What's your thoughts? Mm. No, he's a freak. Think about Ancelotti. He's one of the best managers going around it, managing egos in a dressing room. They reckon he's second to none. There'd be a few in a soccer change. Oh, well, exactly there, there right. Yeah, I mean, Real Madrid, you know, the big clubs like that. Um, their sort of name was attached to Man United a couple of years ago. I kind of wish he would have really? arrived there. Yeah. You know how we, we know the salaries of the, the players? What do you get as a manager of a big club like that? Good question. He'd be on... Look, he's not on Struggle Street. We can, this is where Brooksy comes yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About the same as an SEN producer, I think. And Chalotti's <laughs> salary. <laughs> about the same this year. Maybe slightly less. Per year. I, I just want to mention this too. Uh, it probably doesn't get as much coverage because cycling is not that mainstream. But Jai Hindley, uh, Perth-born cyclist, he's going to win against the Giro d'Italia. So he hit the front wow. and stands. He's 17 clicks away from becoming only the second Australian to win one of the three Grand Tour events. Uh, mm. He rides with the Bora Hansgrohe team. He's got to take advantage of a one minute, 25 second lead into the race ending individual time trial at, uh, in Verona. So if he's, if he's successful, Jai Hindley, he's going to join Cadell Evans, of course, who won the, the Tour de France 2011, as the only Australian rider 
to win one of the three Grand Tour events: the Giro, the Tour de France, and the Vuelta. It's a big. What was the third one? The Vuelta. Oh, say that again. The Vuelta. That's great. If you don't know, you just you just say it fast and with confidence. Can you right? say it with Alan Alan Jones impersonation? Well, well it's the Grand Tour of it's the Giro, <laughs> the, Giro. the Tour de France, and the Vuelta. Marvelous <laughs> 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 God! See the thighs of these gentlemen. The thighs. Eamon <laughs> 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 Sullivan's on the line. How's the body holding up, Eamon? <laughs> Stephen O'Keefe and James Magnusson. So it was was great. Uh, Jai Jai Hindley, uh, excellent uh, result. Well, he's not over the line yet, and so hopefully he doesn't crash and jinx. Do they do the same thing on the last leg of that where they basically, you know how they ride into Paris? Well, it's a time trial, so it's a bit different. Oh, they finish with a time trial. Yeah, which is unusual. Normally it's a tour. It's a second or third last leg. Yeah, okay. Where does this link in now? So generally, this is a warm-up, isn't it, for the Tour de France? Forgive my ignorance for cycling. Yeah, tours around sort of July. Okay, right. So sometimes they won't do both tours because yeah, it's too brutal. But I don't know. I'd, I'd assume he'd back up after that performance. Oh, without question. If you're winning a Giro d'Italia, I'd love to see the odds of the tour coming up. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Penalty goal to Matt Burton. The Dogs lead two nil. About fourteen minutes gone in that first half. You are listening to Crunch Time on a Sunday afternoon. I'm Julian King, Steve O'Keefe, and the missile James Magnuson breaking back with me. You know, it's funny, I've had the, I guess you could say, good fortune of watching Shane Flanagan sit and watch his son Kyle play for the Bulldogs. And, and let's just say he gets very animated, does Coach Flanagan. I reckon, James Magus, and you're right up there during the break. <laughs> there's a few words that, you know, if it did go to wear, then Pat would have to hit the dump button. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it funny? He's up out of his seat. He's up out of his seat. Is it? Yeah, this could be funny. I mean, you do a, a one-minute stint. I'll do a one-minute stint of us calling. Oh, man. They're a frustrating team to support. I mean, I guess the Dragons probably are too, right? Oh, hello. Yeah. Hello. Oh, they're the most savage fans, I reckon, of the game. Dragons. Yeah, they are. They always bay for blood with coaches if, if the results don't go well. So it looks like there's four. 14,000 there. I reckon there's probably 13,990 negativity comments about this game at the moment. (laughs) Like both fan bases just giving it to their own team. I've never had more, yeah, vitriol for it. The team that you're supporting is just going and said, positive, we're going to win. I think we're going to get it done. And it's, oh, what's that out of dummy half? That's useless. You are useless. What are we picking this guy? You can imagine (laughs) it's going so I can't watch it. Turn it off. My grandmother would make a better tackle on that. Oh, man. He's rubbish. I want to bring something up with you. I saw this the other day. The world's strongest man has credited his preparation tactic of drinking a bottle of vodka the night before the competition <laughs> oh, for success. Oh, a bottle? His so name is Eddie, Eddie Hall. Oh, yeah, Eddie Hall. For years, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. He, he went to, so this is what he did. He had a bottle of vodka, some mm. Valium, and some Tramadol, which is like a, a painkiller. Oh, my God. And he's fallen asleep sitting in his chair. Lucky to be alive. He's gone number ones and number twos, much to the uh, chagrin of the woman in the hotel or man in the hotel that had to clean up afterwards. Then he went out and won the competition. So his theory is just forget about all the training. A good night's sleep is the key to performance the following day. I I agree with the good night's sleep. Mm. The way that his means of getting (laughs) a good night's sleep. And I don't know if it is a good night's sleep if you're pissed after a full bottle of vodka. It'd be a dollar Valium. You're lucky your heart's still going, let alone a good night's sleep. But what about this? I slept that good. I went to bed in this set upright position, woke up in this position eight hours later. What's impressive, you didn't tip at all. Yeah. Yeah. The way he's probably built, he probably just sits there like a block of flat. Sort of slouches in the, yeah. Yeah. How do you sleep for eight hours upright in a chair? 
And I'm not talking aeroplanes here. Like this. Right. That story. I'll tell you so how. Vodka from Old Valley. Yeah, that's, that's how you That'll do it. Yeah. It's like weekend at Bernie's sort of oh, levels. He's going to keep propping like, him up here. Propped up. I love how candid he is in it. At least mm. he's honest. You know, he doesn't. He's gone into explicit detail on how yeah. he has a good night's sleep. Yes. Not that you should be encouraging Charlie's that sort of yeah. behaviour. So he lifts up the trophy. Most people thank their agent. Thank God. He just thanks the good people at Pfizer. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Dragons on the attack. Uh, only four tackles remaining in the set. They're about eight metres out. The Dogs lead two points to. Neil, oh, just in the French Open, have you been following the French Open at all? Mm, not particularly. I've been following the chat between Tomic and uh, oh, Kyrgios on Twitter. Do you know what? Have you seen the no, latest no, tell there? Me, tell me more. So Tomic's uh, offered a million dollars bet with Kyrgios for a one-on-one match. Tell me that's not primetime television. I'll watch the hell out of that. A million bucks for a one-on-one game, Kyrgios versus Tomic. What? It was a war of words. Tommy, just put your head down and just yeah. curl, well, start playing. Like Curious has, yeah. so has said, "Well, mate, hang on, I'm in preparation for Wimbledon, the USO, but I think you're struggling on a challenger circuit. So, so <laughs> yeah, mate, you know, get back to the, the main circuit. tour, then maybe we'll talk." Because Tommy says, "Oh, mate, you know, I always beat you. They played once at an exhibition, which Tommy won." Oh, is that I was, it, is yeah, it? I thrash you at training. If they played now, curious would flog him. Yeah, well, would I'd like to see it. I find it really hard to engage with our tennis stars. And curious, I think, has got at least some room for improvement. But Tomic, I just can't buy into. But I want to have fans that we love and the Dragons are in. Take uh, it away, Jules. Tau, Bonga. Scores his first try. It's a nice little draw and pass by Zach Lomax. Flicks it out and uh, the acrobatics. He scores in the right-hand corner. The Dragons 4, Canterbury 2, kick to come. Oh, that's great radio, yeah. that. That reminds me of listening in the uh, in the shed with my old man who used to get kicked out there because he'd have his own brew. Mum wouldn't let him drink in the house. He would listen on the two-way. The Bunnies losing 60-6 to six from Melbourne, but you'd go oh, around the grounds. Around the grounds. sound very safe. Well, that's when they played all the Sunday games oh, at the same time. Yeah. And, and the radio would only have one call. Game on, yeah. Yeah, and so, you know... Yeah. TUE might have one, 2G might, might have another, the ABC. And you'd, mm. So if your team wasn't playing, you'd sort of, okay, listen to one. And they go around the grounds, progress mm. scores from around the grounds. But mm. I remember my early days going to, to North Sydney Oval. My uncle used to take me in. And they'd do that around the grounds. And say you needed a particular team to lose to enhance your chances of making the, the final five back it was here. And they'd go around the grounds. And Penrith 14, Balmain Six and we go. Oh, yeah. you know come. that sort of. You're really yeah. excited because oh, you, yeah. you didn't know. You didn't know. And it's sad that in a sense that the mystery's gone out of it. But it reminds me we're talking about the Champions League and Liverpool and that final round of the Premier yes. League, the Super yeah. Sunday, because Man City were down two nil. Two nil. And the yeah, word yeah. had got around, and then they actually announced the wrong score. So Liverpool fans are, fans are cheering. Yeah. They thought Villa had gone up. Scored. Yeah. There's some <laughs> fake news going around the. Cr- oh. Isn't it amazing on the last day of that? We don't want to talk too much about Premier League, but how engaged every, cool. every game still has relevance. Yeah. You had Villa, then you had Steven Gerrard as the the boss, and then you had the playoff. Uh, Leeds playing for to stay away from relegation. So yeah. all these yeah. games had different context. And what an amazing tournament used to say over there, the Scousers, you know, that the table never lies at the end, you know, of, of 32 rounds or how many rounds it is. And like to go down to the last 10 minutes, literally of a round of uh, Premier League is, is stunning. It's, you know, it's got me hooked and I'm not even a real big fan of the Premier mm, League. It's they, all afternoon footy too. That's yeah. the great thing about it. Yeah. You know. I was, I thought about it before we did the magic round for NRL. Imagine if they did a magic round for EPL. Like all the all the warring, yeah, like fans. playing at Old Trafford oh, or, or Emirates or something. Yeah. Oh. They'd burn the <laughs> city <laughs> down. <laughs> it wouldn't work. What's uh, work. Green Street Hooligans? They could film a whole new series. Uh, oh, yeah, magic round of EPL. Hey, now pretend I'm at Belmore and you're doing another call. Just throw back around the grounds to me. 
uh, round the grounds for Julian King. Yeah, conversion tempt by Zach Lomax yeah. unsuccessful. St. George Illawarra 4, Canterbury 2. <laughs> <laughs> now, brilliant. it has been reported that Josh had a car. Well, he may not make that side. According to reports by Michael Chavis and Dean Ritchie, he's got an article in the Telegraph as well. It's, he says here, Bulldog, that uh, the dog swinger Josh Adokar is on the verge of being dumped from the New South Wales State of Origin side. Uh, Newcastle prop Jacob Siafidi has won selection in a 22-man blue squad. Adokar will need a five-star performance for Canterbury against St. George Lawara, St. George Lawara at Billmore on Sunday afternoon to secure selection. So do you reckon he's, he's got to do an Alex Johnston, basically. Yeah. Do you reckon he gets any of that mail before yeah. he plays? Yep. Uh, yeah. I think he'd have an inkling. Yeah, for sure. Oh, who knows? I mean, Fitler might have been on the phone sort of quietly. Would have. Mate, wouldn't go they would know the night before. You'd, 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 if, that's, if the press is found out, the guys would have already received the phone calls. Okay. I'm sure is that always it. the way? Because sometimes, you know, after a game oh, in the yeah, dressing yeah. room, they go, oh, you know, just found out. Text coming through. Yes, I'm on the origin side. So anyway. Uh, yeah, could but be. Uh, Daniel, not Anthony, Daniel Tupu. No, <laughs> they call him the draft. He's the draft stands at a whopping 196 centimetres. So I can see. Uh, tactically, what Fitler's trying to do. I reckon there. on one side they'll have Tupu, on the other side they'll have Crichton and Toto, and when they drop back on the fifth, Crichton mm. will drop back as the on the wing. Cover, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I reckon. And they're saying in another selection surprise, we mentioned this Roosters teenager Joseph Suwali is set to be chosen in the Blues 22 man squad on Sunday night. The so Telegraph. They, ch- they choose Suwali in the 22 and not Adokar? Yeah. It's ridiculous. I, I, that's, I, that's, yeah, but that's with an eye to the future, right? He's not going to play Suwali, but you pick him and you put him in these camps. And yeah, this is okay. the thing. Gus always said, even these young kids, pre-origin camps at the start of the season, these players, they come back 10 foot tall and bulletproof. Yeah. yeah. So Good I can job. see why they're doing it. Yeah. Yep. So, enough. yeah, Fitler and Greg Alexander, Brandy, catch him on breakfast tomorrow morning, uh, had the 18-year-old winger earmarked for weeks as one of the reserves to give him experience around the camp. Okay. So, yep. yeah. Uh, he did have that Category 1 concussion, um, so I guess that's all hinging on whether uh, he gets cleared by the medical yeah. staff as well. But he's 18 years and 301 days, Suwali. And if he does get picked, which he won't, he'd become the fourth youngest Origin player in history. Ben Eichen the youngest? Yeah. Ben Eichen is the youngest. Okay, here we go. Quiz, pop quiz. The previous youngest, youngest Ben Eichen, 18 years, 83 days. Followed by New South Welshman, Ooh. one of the all-time greats. One of the all-time greats, Brad Fittler. Brad Fittler, 18 years, 114 days. And third on that list, a Queensland winger. Uh, Willie Kahn was a centre. Played for the Dogs and played for the Bears. Ah, uh, Brett Dallas. Brett Dallas. No way. 18 years, 225 Where days. are they now, Brett Dallas? I think he's no, on the, he's, on he's the not doing too well, <laughs> Brett Dallas. <laughs> North of here. What is it about? You know, <laughs> next question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dragons hammering the line again. DeBellin just uh, half a metre short. Uh, no change of that score. Four points to two with about 14 minutes remaining. In the first half, Hunt plays a short ball to Sims. Oh. It's going to be the time goes over the top. Knockback. Oh. Regathered. Try. No, no, no he's short. <laughs> Young Jacob. <laughs> is that M boy? Got a bit ahead of myself. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. That is the text line number. About half an hour to go before we hand the reins over to SEN League. Of course, Potsy Braybrook, along with Sats and Badge, with a call today in the nation's capital. The Canberra Raiders up against the Parramatta Eels. You're listening to Crunch Time. Welcome back to Crunch Time. Let's head out of it to Alan Jones at Belmore over for a score update. Yes, well, it's the George Illawarra Dragons <laughs> 10 at the Canterbury Bulldogs 2. Try to Matthew Fiergay for the 26 Oh, Alan. Fier- uh, yeah. Alan. Alan, they've scored again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Jeez. <laughs> defence, defence, defence. <laughs> you know, I won the Grand Slam with the Wallabies at 86. <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, three tries for the Dragons. Now, 14-2, that lead. Uh, 22nd minute, Tata Monga, his first try for the club. Matt Fina in the 26th, and then Ben Hunt in the 29th. And a missile oh, that came so from a, a drop off the kickoff. Oh. Yeah, Burton kicks out in the full. We spoke earlier about the Warriors kicking out in the full three times. Just when you're, when you're a bottom-dweller team, you can't make mistakes like that. You can't invite the opposition into your own half, and Ben Hunt's made them pay. Ben Hunt will be in the, yeah, 40, in yeah. the uh, origin team. He's, yeah. good. He's, he's got a great running game too, Ben Hunt. I'd of course, per- he can play Personally, I'd start him at nine and bring Grant off the bench. Really? The, yeah. I, ben Hunt, I reckon, is one of, if not the best hookers in the comp. Very versatile. Oh, I, I don't know, but better than Grant, you reckon? Well, Grant, well, Grant has nine, huge though. impact. I don't think Grant can go for 80 minutes at, at origin mm-hmm. level. Um, and I think Grant, get let Ben Hunt get through that first... 10, 15 minutes, take this thing out of the game, then bring Grant on. That would yeah. be my point. Well, he was man of the match, player of the match, game three yeah. last year, Ben Hunt. And, and the thing that he has over Harry Grant, and I love Harry Grant, he's a wonderful player. He doesn't quite have that kicking game yet. No. Reed Marnie does. Uh, yeah, and and yeah. Ben Hunt most certainly does. But no, Harry Grant will be the nine, Ben Hunt will be the 14. Interestingly, I saw on Fox, it might have been Justin Hodges, he didn't have Ben Hunt in his side. Mm. He had Brimson at 14. No. And I love Brimson as a player, but on form, you can't possibly pick him. No, can't no way. possibly pick him. 0457 736 736. Hello, Hammer from Narrabeen. Afternoon to you. Says, Arvo, guys, do you think Ado Carr is now suffering from his move to the Dogs? Still one of the best wingers in the game, but if his inside players don't perform, he can't perform. I feel for him, and to be honest, his career is dead at the Dogs. Wingers complement teams, not make teams. Well, that's an interesting point. Yeah. If Ado Carr's playing for the Storm, oh, he's he'd in already have, side. He'd already have 15, 15 tries, tries for the year. <laughs> Be the top try scorer in the NRL. Yeah, he's suffering from his move to the Dogs. It's it's one of the interesting points, right? Let's say Ado Car goes to the Bulldogs on an extra 200k, for mm. argument's sake. If he doesn't play Origin this year, there's 90k he misses out on there. If he doesn't get picked in the World Cup team at, yeah. at the end of the year, there's another X amount in match payments there. That's a good mm. point. He almost may lose money mm. by going to the. Well, Bulldogs. I mean, half of that's going to tax anyway, right? Yeah, it's an extra hundred, two hundred thousand. <laughs> what? No, yeah, that's not that. Yeah, it's not that much. Oh, I guess. Oh, then, yeah, yeah hundred thousand. <laughs> Unless they do sort of brown paper bag deals, and um, yeah. it'd be interesting to find out how much he would have got to go to the dogs. But I mean, I'm I'm a bit frustrated with the whole pick and stick. I mean, we talk about Ado Carr's struggle with that. Then Burton, obviously, centre of the year last year, he's yeah. not going to get a, a look in because well, they're not playing. But well, Liam Martin was the other guy. Yeah, a name that. Supposedly yeah. outside the 17 pending injuries. That that stuns me. Yeah. That stuns me. If, they pick, tornado, if they pick Tyson Frizzell and Tarek Kip. Sims over Liam Martin, I'd be surprised. Um, they also, I think they said Angus Crichton isn't in the in the squad. He had so, a slow start of the year, Crichton. He's, yeah. He's, he's coming, a, well, he's, he's looking a bit better the past couple he of weeks. He looks great so, last night. Yeah, and on form, he's arguably the best edge player in the comp, I reckon. Yeah. Angus Crichton yeah. when he's firing. 16 points to two. The Dragons over the Dogs. It's flown this first half. Seven minutes, 20 remaining in the first half. It hasn't flown for me. Yeah. Did <laughs> <laughs> you see yeah, that Terry Lamb's at the ground? Yeah. Paul Langmack. How good. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't mind it. They wouldn't mind it. A Terry Lamb or Paul Langmack in their prime at the moment. Some Bulldogs highlights from the first half. Some old guys in the background. <laughs> Paul Langmack and Terry Lamb. I'm sure there's more. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just cut away to the heyday, shall we? Oh, 0457 736 736 is the text line number. We'll try and catch up with. Uh, we talking to Sats, are we, Brooksy? Or, I think or we'll try here? and speak to Sats up in. Um, at, sorry, down in Canberra and see. It's like down yeah, there. Yeah, it's tough for those Raiders Queensland supporters. Yeah, Ooh. big, big game. Think about the Raiders. I mean, 
I'd put the red pen through them. They've, they've surprised me, mm. and, and dare I say, most pundits in the past couple of weeks. Having said that, and I know Fogarty's a big in, oh, uh, are they still an outside chance for the eight? Raiders? Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. I think the last two weeks they've been – we've seen that. I remember a couple of years ago when I watched the final against the Roosters out at Homebush there, and the last two weeks reminded me, showed glimpses and played more consistent footy, just a bit more desire, wanting to win – uh, I think when Wine's playing good footy, I mean, that team's up and about. But I think over the last couple of weeks, they've shown enough to get into that eighth spot. I think the Seagulls, the Raiders and the Bunnies are all going to be pushing in and around that eighth spot in the top eight. Well, Fogarty is a huge in for them. Mm. Like, that was their guy they brought down to play halfback. First game of the year. First they, game back, yep. They've been lacking some experience in the halves. So mm. if, that, if, if his combination with White and Clicks... Um, they can make a late run for the, the finals. Just having a look at some of the pictures on the Parramatta Eels Twitter account, the players are right. It is very frosty in Canberra at the moment. They've all got the beanies on and the big jackets. Uh, it's very uh, We had a look at the, um, the Bureau of Meteorology, about eight degrees there, Brooksy. Yeah, it kidding. looks like it'll be eight degrees at 5 p.m. Oh, oh man. And dropping. No, they're not winning, are they? You can see why they're did 4 you, from 25. Did you ever play cricket? In Canberra? Yeah, Marnica, Marnica. you play there all the yeah. time. Yeah. We used to have to go for swim camps down to the AIS. And there's no weather the less rather swimming than, you know, you wake up at 4.30 in Canberra, mm-hmm. you walk through the AIS, which is like some Eastern Block prison. It is. It's like a dorm. Oh, We were there the for worst. a day and I was like, this looks like, ap- this the, looks like worst. Yeah, the Russian yeah. gulag training yeah. the athletes. Just <laughs> toughens you up mentally, boys. <laughs> <laughs> toughens you up mentally. Yeah. 0457 736 Can we get a Jake Avrillo, yes. He's going to stay quiet there, I reckon. Avrillo. Crashes over in the right-hand corner. 16 Ooh. points to six. Kick to come. There's Dufty with a try assist. There you go. How ben. good. That looked good at Warrington. Who's kicking your goals at the moment? Oh, it should be Flanagan, but for some Flanagan. reason it's Burton. Flanagan kicks it over 80% conversion rate, yeah. and Burton, I think, is in the high 60s. I don't know if it's just another nod to the fact that they don't think Flanagan's the long-term yeah, solution. That. That's outrageous. Mm. Your best goal kicker kicks your goals. I know. I would have it's thought. bizarre, isn't it, it? it? Yeah, I'm not sure I buy that. Uh, g'day, fellas. Love the show. Impressed with the missile. Missile. James's knowledge of footy. Didn't agree with you blokes laughing at Dallas Johnson. Mort. Well, what do you mean? No, we're just saying Dallas that, Johnson. yeah, yeah. They, they were picking, like, Queensland would always pick and stick. Guys yeah. like Dallas Johnson. Yeah, he was well, a they pick, I mean, Origin one, they picked Artie out of reserve grade from the Parramatta Eels. Really? Yeah, 1980. So I didn't know that. Arth- yeah, I playing, just assumed he was playing, he was playing high at the time. No, he was no, he was playing Reggie's for the Eels at the back yeah, end of his right. career. But the thing about Artie, and this is the, this is why Origin was such a good concept because all these Queenslanders came to New South Wales to play in the New South Wales Rugby League, and they had to play for New South Wales. Mm. So why am I wearing a sky blue jersey? I'm a Queenslander through and through. Hence, State of Origin was born. Nobody gave it a wow. chance. Yeah. So this will never last. And now it's the the jewel in the crown for rugby. I league. can never understand why AFL don't have a version of they Origin. Did, didn't they? They've tried it a number of times. Mm. Yeah. WA, New South Wales, Victoria, South Australia, they've tried to, an allies concept as well, Victoria v. the rest. It just it, They're just structured differently down there where it's all about, about club football because you don't have representative football and some people are big on it. And we see the conversion attempt by Burton. It's swinging back but not enough. Score remains 16 points to six, three and a half minutes remaining in the first half. The Dragons lead. Yeah, <laughs> They don't want to risk their place. Yeah. That's it. That's it. And they ended up being sort of more like exhibition games. Yeah. Mm. You know. They, I, they, I like miss, the they, they miss a beat because Origin's a juggernaut. Mm. It's um, the most expensive advertising space in sport in the country. Is, is it? Trying to sell yeah. that ad space yeah. is the most wanted mm. uh, ad space for any sport. So 
Yeah, it's great, isn't it? I mean, it just adds an extra buzz, an extra element to rugby league, which it suits. I don't know if it suits the AFL. Remember when they played that cross-code game with the AFL where they had played the Irish team and always just ended up in a brawl? Stupid. You know, they'd just be just yeah. be a bulldog. Gaelic and, football. Yeah, the Gaelic. Yeah, yeah, you just like have a stick. soccer net at the back. You play with a round ball, <laughs> which makes the dribbling a lot easier. It was easier kind of weird, fair. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I think they still do that, don't they? I think they miss a couple of years rules. because of uh, COVID, but I think they do still do it. Dumb. Just, you play your sport. Hybrid sports are the stupidest thing on the planet, honestly. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, you know, they're crying out for some kind of representative game. They don't have it. Yeah. And that's why you find the AFL in this respect are very jealous of rugby league. Well, basketball was pretty uh, big at the box office. Touche, Nathan. Touche. Entertainment breakthroughs. Yeah. The South, the South Park, Park boys. boys. Yeah. Oh, AFLX. Oh. Wasn't that a disaster? Was Remember that? the AFL played on a rectangular field? Yeah. yeah the place. That's Are right. you serious? What could they do with swimming? You know, because netball have got sort of like the, the the extra point zone. Cricket's got big bash. What could you do with swimming? Because they do have the short well, course titles. I think you just get rid of all the other strokes and just have sprint freestyle, really. Mm. Make it more interesting. The thing about freestyle, <laughs> freestyle actually means Turn you can swim off. anything you want, right? I mean, you have a cultivated stroke, yeah, but yeah. you don't actually have to. So you could swim so, butterfly in freestyle if you wanted so to, right? What, Is that right? Yeah, yeah, what we swim in a freestyle race, they actually call Australian crawl. Yeah. Um, so yeah. freestyle means you can get to the other end of the pool however you want. Mm. That's just the quickest there way was, to do it. There was an event I remember watching over the 25 metres where people used to just go underwater, come up, take a breath, and yeah. then go hit the wall and go underwater again yeah. and yeah. win. Did you ever try that? Well, they, they banned that because it was actually ended up being faster than swimming on top of the water. <laughs> that's, yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. What was that? Michael um, Klim used to do it at one point. Um, but, yeah, you could go as far as you wanted underwater. Now you can only go 15 metres because it actually is quicker. For some people to go underwater. Yeah. Was Clemmy the first to break 48 and 100 for Australia? I'm trying to think. Uh, he did it in the lead out, didn't he? 2000. Yeah. He did the lead leg of the relay in 2000. I don't think he, he broke it, up. though. I think he went 48 1 or oh, something like he? that. And then okay. Peter Van and Hoogenban went, went under. Yeah. yeah. Van Dan Hoogenban. Yeah. <laughs> what a great name. Yeah. 8457-736-736. On the verge of halftime, 16 points to six. The Dragons lead the Canterbury Bulldogs at a sunny afternoon at Belmore Oval. Uh, Brooks has been feverishly Googling hybrid sports. Flying disc golf. Oh, that was the one that George played in, in Seinfeld. Frolf, Frisbee golf, wasn't it? Yeah, join us for the back nine. Yeah, you know, yeah. Frolf. Frolf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Frisbee golf. We need an extra for the back nine. Do you want to join us? And George goes and... Ruins it up. He's just ready to go. Ruins a job interview or something. He does. And and chess boxing. You may have to elaborate on how that works, Brooks. You chess boxing. Oh, it's it's simple, Jules. Yeah, you make a move and then you punch your opponent. (laughs) Right. So (laughs) you know, you know, knight knight to J three and then a left hook sort of thing. It's it's done in two thousand and three. It was a Dutch guy. Off. It wasn't Peter Van Hoogenbegging. It was another gentleman, Lepe Rubing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was based off a book. And, yeah, it was pretty much the same thing. Just um, make I've a move and it. punch a I've punch seen it. Opponent. So they go one round, and then in the break, they chess moves. Then the next round, then in the break, chess moves. And it's whatever happens first, checkmate or knockout. Knock out. your opponent. Oh, my wow. God. Yeah. It's usually, it's usually the Russians that get around Dominate that. this. Uh, yeah. Do they have to clock after their move? Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, <laughs> yeah. same rules. Yeah. More ways than one. More ways than one. Half time at Belmore. It is the Dragons 16 who lead the Bulldogs 6. The Dragons 16 over the Bulldogs 6. And of course, coming up after, I was about to say the news after the break at 3 o'clock, we are gearing up for thanks to Dometic. Make your next adventure effortless with the Dometic GO Go collection. Just pack, stack, and go. It's the Raiders in the Eels straight after crunch time. Potsy, Mark Braybrook, Scott Sattler, and Gary Belcher. It's going to be tough, though. 
Because you've got three proud Queenslanders. They're used to minimum temps of, say, 21. Eight degrees in the nation's capital. Mm. Three straight wins for the Raiders. Jamal Fogarty to make his club debut. Yeah, I mean, I want to ask Tim Manor about that uh, drive down. Now, if you're playing from Para, do you drive down? Is it a three-hour drive down, stay drive home that night? I think we, they bus them. They bus further them. Further out, yeah. So okay. Sydney games, I generally take the car. Because remember right. when, when um, it was Kieran Foran, he left yeah. Manly, but he still went to the Manly Players' Car Park, and just out of force of habit. That's He's amazing. back there now. Oh, sorry, mate. Because yeah. he was over at, local, it might have yeah. been Canterbury or whatever it was at the time. Um, yeah, but even with COVID, there. do they think they still bus them? I think because it might be a bit different. I'm just mm. like, it's a long road trip for a lot of guys it's, to head down on the, you know. It's a Goldwood Macca stop, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I was going to say Sutton's <laughs> Forest. Uh, <laughs> 2 hours 56, direct, uh, 3 hours and 2 if you go through Sutton's yeah. Forest Macca. I definitely, I'd, I'd go night before and stay at a hotel. Mm. I mm. hate travelling the day of competition. Quite feet of But the other heads. thing there, right, so say you drive down to Canberra, you do an ankle and you can't drive home. What's the deal with a car? Yeah. Uh, serious question. Yeah. Well, you, you get knocked out or you got yeah. an HIA and you got your car down. What are you doing? Mm. Someone have to drive you home. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't mm, make sense. Yep. So Jamal Fogarty to make his club <laughs> debut. Uh, Jared Croker, speaking of injury, dislocated oh. his shoulder. you got a feel for him. He's a lovely guy, Jared Croker, one of the good guys of rugby league. But you just wonder, not dissimilar to Turbo, he might have to have that worked on. Turbo's out for mm. five months, you know. Are we going to see Jared Croker playing rugby league again? Oh, two ninety-two games. Yeah, I hope so, but it's not looking likely, is it? Um, you could strap that thing together and try and get out that last eight games, but when it starts dislocating, reaching for a TV remote, there's no stability there. Mm, it's Cole Chalmers' areas, right there. <laughs> yeah. Mike Acevo uh, likely to make his return. After the Eels buy, so they give him a bit more time to. Xavier mm. Savage, we're hearing, is going to start at fullback. Uh, yeah, Charles Nickel, Nickel Clock start out with injury. Um, you know, Ricky held him back, didn't he, Savage? He said he's not ready. Everyone's calling for his inclusion. But he was very good last week, and we wish him all the best. And Wonga Blake, uh, James, that's a big in for the Eels. Yeah, just starts to round out their side a bit. They were a bit light on in the outside backs, had a few itch- injuries. Remember they had that young Sean Russell played yep. round one, yep. scored a couple of tries, then got injured. I, I hear he's almost back as well. So if that, if that means Sevo comes back in, Wonga Blake pushes into the centres, the team's looking red hot. That was gearing up with thanks to Dometic. Make your next adventure effortless with the Dometic Go collection. Just pack, stack and go. We're done and dusted. Thank you, gentlemen. Socky, thank you, my friend. Thanks for having me, Julian. Miss Ola, always a pleasure. Thank you. After that, and thank you to Brooksy and thank you to Pat as well. After the break, uh, Potsy, Badge and Sats with a call. It is the Raiders and the Eels. Thank you, everybody, for your company today. We'll catch you next time on Crunch Time. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.